0: Hi, this is B. Claymore, and I'm listening to Eleven O'Clock Comics now.
1: Nice. Right
2: underneath the carpet. There like as little as little as the carpet is possible, This little strip?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I
3: prefer my roads Brazilian. I like nothing. I like hardwood. all sore and shit.
1: right. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, so
2: oh, I'm so happy to be here. I needed to be here. What was that? What was that? We lost Jason. Uther. No! Seriously. Take the hood off no, bro. You're, you're there. I'm there, dude. dude. it just said there's a problem with the call. Yeah, I know. I, I said so that it's funny. but I should be What? <laughs> Where can I
1: get that? <laughs> well, there's, there's
2: no point in not saying anything in this part. Because we, we don't want dead air.
3: No, no. Um I don't know what your plans are for this weekend, Vince. Mm, work. Oh, uh, all
2: right. What are your plans for this weekend, David? I'm sure you'll get into them in the show proper.
3: Yeah. Actually, I'm, about, Cause I'm about to sneeze. I don't think we want to hear that on the air.
2: I got an inkling what what you're going to be doing. Oh, he's so clever. See, he's gone. I told him he was gone. Oh, no, no, I'm not gone. Yeah, you are. You're so gone. Maybe <laughs> hey, baby, I like it gone. See? You don't believe me? It's the hotness. He is. Fuck. And we are the hotness. <laughs> in, 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 the, in the shadow of impending doom, doom. From space. It's 11 o'clock comics episode 368. And I'm Vince B.
3: Oh man, you are. You, and I like how you said doom. Because you got the whole Secret Wars thing happening. And I'm David A. Price.
0: Yes, you are. And straight out my garage, I'm Fred Sanford. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm coming, Elizabeth. Sounds like I'm coming.
2: Tech. I'm coming, Elizabeth. You're not Fred Sanford. He was a funny bastard. But you are Jason Wood. And we are all together yet again for another episode. Just to make your lives that much more wonderful. And then tomorrow it'll all be over. That's right. Because we all, we all going to die. Die. On
0: so. you got to wonder, can can astrologists really be that accurate? Like, <laughs> exactly. Can they be that sure? Or are they just saying it's 98% because if it's 50-50, they don't want us to all panic?
2: No, the way I'm, I see it, it as if they knew something that they weren't telling us, all the old grudges would have been enacted yesterday. Like if they knew we were going to get splattered by a giant asteroid – you can rest assured that the countries they wanted off the map would have been off the map before the thing
0: hit. They, they <clears> would what I'm saying though is, what if it's like seventy thirty and they're like, well, nah. If you say seventy thirty, the world's gonna panic.
2: I still think that would flip the uh the Hail Mary place. They'd be doing shit all over the place. People be fucking in the streets.
0: No, that's yeah. what I mean though. If they if they let us know that, it would be total chaos. There'd be riots. There'd be orgies. There'd be Killing sprees. I mean, that's my point. They don't want that to happen. So, is it really ninety-eight-two, or is it more like two out of three? Ain't bad. <laughs> no, no, it, it's not meatloaf. So, <sighs> well, Jesus, I hope not.
2: <laughs> that ain't like my last move. Nah, come on, bad out of hell's awesome. Bob, I can't, I can't. Like Bob, you don't, don't like that?
3: I like it. It's okay, I got you.
0: I would do anything no,
3: for that's, that's, no, 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 no,
2: no. Yeah, oh, that's, that's bad out of hell too. Yeah, Come on, get your, get your gym but time I
0: won't do that. I love the uh, titles we'll do on some of love.
2: Objects in the rear view mirror are closer than they are. Like, what was he snorting when he was writing um, that song? Yeah, but how
0: awesome was he in Fight Club though with those big titties?
1: Hell <laughs> yeah.
2: And you don't have to have big titties oh. to get cheap comics on your cheap prices. I yeah screwed me up oh. on your favorite comics and collectibles. All you gotta do is shimmy on over to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBSERVICE.COM, where you will reap huge discounts on your favorite stuff, such as from Image. It's Mark Miller and Sean Murphy bringing you the chrononauts trade paperback volume one with a respectable cover price of 9.99 but if you order through dcbs you will get it for half price four dollars and 99 cents from our friends at valiant it's the book of death now this is causing some ripples among the uh the, the <laughs> hardcore value fans yes, yes. have you seen, <laughs>
1: I've seen <some> of the-
2: <laughs> they, they are losing Ooh. their shit <laughs> Um, I guess it's uh, Valiant should never succumb to the 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 exploitation or the you know the Valiant yeah, uh, never did. It's true, <laughs> <laughs> not. But anyway, Robert Venditti wrote it, and the artists are Robert Gill, Doug Braithwaite. Uh, cover price is three ninety nine as usual with Valiant, but you, a DCBS customer, can get it for half that, a dollar ninety nine. And last but not least, the book you must order under penalty of death should the asteroid not hit it's from idw james stoko at the reins of the big g once again it's godzilla in hell number 1 of 5 cover price 399 your price $1.99 do you see a a, a pattern here we want you to save money and the best way to do so is to use discount comic book service dcbservice.com do it
3: please satisfy
2: you will thank us for real. I mean, this is no hype. No hype at all. No. Do we, <laughs> do we have any thank yous before we launch? Uh, no. <laughs> you are disturbingly low key tonight. You, and
0: I'm not talking about Thor's half brother. You got it. No, uh, it's because the fucking, it's because of my internet. It, I, you're, I'm hearing every third word you guys are saying. Oh, well that's not good. I know.
2: Would you like to reboot and come back to us? And I, David? I... I just booted up, like, it's not as though I had the, comp- like, I literally restarted the computer
0: before we signed on. Ah.
2: Internet problems are a bitch. <sighs> it's so frustrating. I moved the uh, router down to the basement, uh, to make a new office for myself next to my drawing board. And all I've heard since from the wife is, the internet's terrible upstairs. The internet's terrible. <gasps> It's like, what do you want me to do? Like I have two range extenders coming in. When, when are they coming, David? I think they said June. I think so. The, that Kickstarter deal that we, did. I don't know if, I don't no, know if you was... did it, but I, I did it. Yeah. And, uh, but like, you know, you, you disturb the internet. It's like shutting the water off. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. they, they, they freak the hell out. Whatever. Well, would you? No, oh, maybe. Yeah. But it's, it's my router. I am the commander of the router. So. I, I shall distribute the bandwidth as I see fit. And the third floor? Mastering it's commander. not, it's not in the plan right now.
3: Mm-hmm. Good times.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I'm holding it hostage. Uh-huh. Ah, so yeah, I read a ton of shit this week. Me too. Good. Why don't you tell us about some of it?
0: Uh, well, I, I want to go on a little rant first.
3: That's always, always welcome. welcome. I might, too.
0: So I am a capitalist. <laughs> uh, I shocking, did, I know. I, know. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I believe people should have a right to make a profit in any legitimate enterprise that they wish to pursue. I agree. Um I also believe that if someone is willing to pay someone else for said product or service, then all the more reason to go ahead and offer it.
3: Uh, I think I know where is going.
0: But that said, (laughs) I am mystified on so many levels about this recently announced Archie Kickstarter. Oh, right. Yeah, I heard about that. For those that haven't heard, Archie Comics, which as far as we could tell is a thriving uh, mid-level publisher and one Mm -hmm. of the longest living ones, launched a Kickstarter this week. Where they are trying to raise $350,000. I didn't know it was that much. (laughs) And in exchange, they will then publish three new Archie comics that will be more in line with the, um, adult modern interpretations that we've gotten from, um, Afterlife with Archie, Sabrina, and the, the new, newly launched Archie number one, um, It would be a Jughead comic, a Betty and Veronica comic, and the other... Oh, and the other one's a Kevin Keller comic? I think the other one escapes me. I don't remember the third one. But, you know, again, my my general stance on this is if if someone's going to launch Kickstarter and they set a goal and that goal is achieved, then more power to them. And by all means, they should have gone ahead and done it because it got funded. So there were people that saw value in it. But I am definitely hoping beyond hope that whatever little influence we may have on the comics world and fandom, for those of you listening, please, please, please don't support this one. I don't wow, care. You're, huh? you're taking this very seriously. I think it's egregious beyond all belief. It doesn't make any sense to me. And the other thing is, is, it's one thing to try and raise a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to try and raise a bunch of money where I, I feel like you're essentially taking advantage of your fans. Um, if you looked at the rewards, the quote unquote rewards that they're offering for this, it is absurd. They're charging for $20. You get copies of two of the first issues. Now we could get those when they go on sale at diamond for two bucks a piece from DCB service. Yep. So why would I spend 20? to help them publish it when I could buy them for four in a few months like everybody else. Um, I mean, there's just, it's, it's just an absurd, egregious, um, predatory campaign that I think is totally against the spirit of what Kickstarter was created to do. And, um, I guess to, to the publisher's credit, he gave a lengthy interview, um, on I believe CBR, it was either CBR news or Rama. Where they asked him a lot of the questions that many of us raised in the last few days, and he addressed him pretty much head on. But I would say that, in spite of that, his answers were wholly unsatisfying. Um, so it just—I don't know—it just rose me the wrong way. And again, I—I I, I say this with the with the following: I—I'm—I'm I, going to be a lot more bothered by the fools who sponsor it than I am for Archie for for starting it. Right. Like you know, do what you got to do. If you want to start the campaign. More power to ya. And if you raise 350 grand again, then you were right to have done it. So I'm more saying preemptively: don't be that guy or girl. Don't don't be that that fanboy or fangirl that gets caught up in the hype for this and think that you're somehow owe them some debt of goodwill. If they want to have Adam Hughes draw a Betty and Veronica comic, they should have the financial means to pay Adam Hughes a upfront payment. If they want to have Chip Zdarsky write a Jughead comic. They should be able to afford Chip Zarsky's pay rate, um, so I, you know, leave it at that. But, but I just, uh, I don't know. I just think it's just absurd, and uh, I, I'm sort of going, going to watch this like a, a train wreck over the next 27 days, just to keep, just to see if if people are, are dumb enough to to back it, because I can't see any any objective reason to back this, even if you're a diehard Archie fan. I mean, they're a for-profit corporation with many, many millions of dollars in annual revenue. They don't they don't need your charity. Um, and, you know, that's a, that's a lot of money that could go to supporting other, um, other interesting independent works, right? I mean, 350 grand is a lot of dough. Mm -hmm. That's probably, uh, 50 to 60 other Kickstarter campaigns in terms of the size, right? So think of it that way, you know, go out and sponsor 10 other Kickstarter comic campaigns randomly that you don't know much about if you're feeling altruistic. Um, so. That's kind of where. A g-
2: lot of good points. Yeah, a lot of good points there.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you guys, I, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts or disagreements or agreements or whatever, but, uh but uh yeah, it's just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. It just seems so like I don't know, predatory. And uh I'm actually, I like, I just think if for a second if Marvel did this, <laughs> like, like, oh, forget about just, it. I mean, or DC, like, just think about it. Like, it would, it'd be on like the, it'd be on like the John Stewart, the Daily Show. It would be like getting wrecked. I mean, um, I don't know. But, uh, but in order to keep things balanced, I, since, since this was a rant about Kickstarter, um, I am happy to say that if, if you, if you have money burning a hole in your pocket and you want to support something on Kickstarter, instead of backing Archie, who doesn't need your help, uh, why don't you back cash and carry? Ooh, Which nice. is a, a new all-ages mystery comic first issue, uh, by our very good friend and, um, and and sometime guest on our show, Mr. Sean Pryor. Uh, Sean, for those of you who know, has been an independent comic creator for a long time, took the last few years off as he was working as an executive, um, uh, with, um, um, I can't think of the name of the company right now, David, help me
3: out. Action lab. Huh? Action lab.
0: Yes. Action lab. Thank you. Where he was working as executive for action lab, but, uh, but he has gotten back into the creative side of things. So, um, it's already successfully funded. They raised, they wanted to raise 3,500. So that's, uh, one, 100 or <laughs> one, one hundredth of what Archie's trying to raise. Um, and it's already funded. So kudos to them. Um, but there are still a couple of weeks left and, and they have great incentives, including different different tiers, very reasonable tiers. If you want original art from the book, or you want a commission, or that sort of thing. Uh, and it's essentially it's a, a a book that's about Dallas Cash, who's an investigator and sort of a techie guy, and uh, like Vince believes in the supernatural. And then Inez, Inez Carey, who um, is his partner, and and she's a a, a jock. And they both love solving crimes. And this is kind of in the, the vein of, um, uh, you know, like the Hardy Boys or something like that. And, uh, again, it's an all ages, uh, comic. There's preview images on the campaign that look great. Yes, um, it does. I would say they that do. Cash and, Cash and Carrie, um, bear reasonably strong resemblance to, to Sean and his co-creator. Um, and, uh, I'm really excited for it. I, I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm happy on a personal level that he's back creating comics and, More importantly, this looks like the kind of thing that, uh, I think frankly should seek out Kickstarter. Something that would have trouble getting distribution or reach in the traditional markets. So, uh, give it a, give it a a look.
2: Please. Yes. Damn you and your level head.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I should, by the way, I didn't name the artist. The artist's name is Julie Speziani. Um, so that's, that's, that's his, his part, his partner in crime on this one.
2: You know what my defense mechanism is when I'm confronted by stuff like the Archie Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't even take it into consideration. I just pretend it doesn't exist. Like, like you, your, your means of processing is to come on here and, and speak your mind about it. Uh, whereas mine, I just forget about it. I, it doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, and 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 that really probably be the way I should handle it. I and and I certainly am not one for. I've seen plenty of Kickstarter campaigns that I personally have thought have been not great value. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why this, but to me this seems different. I don't know. It seems different. And and I really wasn't gonna rant about it until I saw the interview where the CEO basically came on and made his quote unquote case for why he thinks it's okay to do. And um, and pretty much every answer was, well, yeah, no, I could see your point there. And if you don't want to. If, if you don't like it, you don't have to support it. And I just kept thinking like, well, that's not really articulating the value proposition. That's just kind of saying, um, you know, if you don't want to be involved, don't be involved this isn't really an explanation for, and <laughs> my turn justifying why you did it in the first place. And, uh, like it's just, I don't know. Again, it's, it's, this is similar to me of the, um, the, uh, the Tony Harris one from a few years ago, which yeah. by the way, yep. never right. ever got created. Yep. Um, I, I don't want to compare it to that cause I'm sure these will get created. I, I'm not saying that they're going to try and rip people off, but, but it's just like, again, it's all about like, if you're going to do this kind of thing, align the value, right? Like, like people took, um, people took the, um, the Zach Braff campaign to task, right? When he, he went on to Kickstarter to fund a movie, but I didn't have an issue with that one because for the price of essentially, I think it was 15 or $20, you got to copy of the movie. Right, which is what it would cost you if you bought it on Amazon. You know right. what I mean? Like, like so, you you weren't being gouged. You weren't being. He wasn't treat, saying treat me as a charity case. He's saying, if I'm if this movie gets made and you want to see it made, if you help me get it made, I'll give you the movie, which is totally, I think, very reasonable. Right. Um, that's what I. think. If they did that here, I wouldn't complain. If it was pledge five bucks and you get to pick one of the three comics and we'll mail it to you. Right. Or you know, pledge 10 bucks and we'll give you digital copies of all three. Like that would be fine. Like I think that would be reasonable. But when you start doing things like 20 bucks and you get a digital download of one of them, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, 40 bucks, you get a copy of Betty and Veronica one life of Kevin number one, uh, and a digital download. It's like for 40 bucks, I'm getting two issues. Really? I mean, that's crazy. Like, you know, that's, that's preying upon the, Speculator market and all the things that got the industry in trouble in the first place and the industry is in such a good place right now that it just seems very predatory and I just, I think it's whack.
2: And it's, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because Archie has really been, uh, in recent times blessed with extremely goodwill. Exactly. From the, buy, from exactly. the buying Well, product. I think
0: that's why they're doing it. I think that's why they're doing it, right? You know? Yeah.
2: It just, there, there's a line, a very thin line and I think they've, they've crossed it with this yeah think we'll, we'll see the, i mean right if it does if it gets um successfully funded then uh our bad is it, well and here's
0: the other thing i, I, I was I to say as much as I love afterlife with archie and i I've, I've loved the what little we've had of sabrina um we what little we've had is the operative words there, right I mean, I think there's been eight issues of afterlife over a two plus year period
1: right mm-hmm. uh
0: there's been two issues of Sabrina in a year. Um, so they're clearly having difficulty keeping a schedule with these higher end creators for whatever reason, whether it be that those creators have other obligations or they don't have an editor that can force them to, you know, go any faster because they are who they are. But for whatever reason, I don't think they're putting out a lot of product consistently. So then on top of that, you're going to try and sell me on an Adam Hughes book. Adam Hughes is going yeah, to do an yeah, yeah. a new <laughs> comic. Really? I mean yes. ser- like I'm going to buy into that, you know? I mean so um
3: what was the last sequential he did that of honor to Star Trek OGN from over a decade ago?
2: No, I think it was the uh the 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 album-sized graphic novel with the the blonde chick. It was a, a cheesecake thing. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah. Wasn't he just supposed to do one of the the New 52 books
3: though? He, well, he was supposed to do All-Star Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah. But, no, but more recently, more recently. I don't know. I thought he was. I thought he was announced as one of the creators in it. And it never. It never how? Happened. Um.
3: What? What? What do the? <laughs> what? What do the numbers look like as far as the funding for the Archie books?
0: You oh, you mean how far along are they? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's slightly good news because you know normally the way these things work, especially high-profile campaigns, that they get going really quickly if they're gonna if they're hot. And of the three hundred fifty thousand goal. They've raised 32,000 in four days. Hmm. So that, that's, that's, that's certainly not the kind of pace they need. They're hmm. going to need to do some things to
3: accelerate that pace. Still a lot of money.
0: But I mean, the, the end
3: goal is a lot of money, but I mean, 32,000 yeah, is, exactly. is a lot of money. So yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. Let's talk about something. No, yeah, absolutely. Wait, yeah. Let's, let, I just want to know what y'all are drinking. Oh, snap. oh my goodness. We broke with format. Whoo.
2: We're improvising this episode. Isn't it exciting? What
3: are you, you drinking, Vince?
0: Yingling.
2: Traditional wow. log. Alright, yeah. better than last week.
0: I'm in the mood. How about you, Jason? I am drinking Santa Julia Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon
3: oh 2013. Oh. Very nice. I right. <laughs> um, let me, it's a, uh, actually I had it a couple weeks ago. It is Larseny 92 Proof Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey.
2: Wow, you should drink that and talk about Savage Dragon.
3: No.
2: All right. You know, you <laughs> nah. I, I shot my ass right there.
3: you can hey, I'll I'll sip some and you can talk Savage Dragon if that's what you want to do. I'm behind enemy lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Ah, uh, can we talk Secret Wars number 1? I was going to talk. Can we two. talk Secret Wars 2? Sure. Yeah, let's do
2: that. Okay. Okay, I just have a question. Uh-huh. I am unfamiliar with the recent um, escapades of the Fantastic Four, uh-huh. has anything happened to Ben
3: in recent it was, issues? Right, it, that that does not look it, as as great as the issue was as great as it looks. Uh, thing looked a little off, so I don't know. Yeah, he looked like
2: movie thing to yeah, me. Yeah, it was, I, and and that was not uh, a pleasing sight at all. Uh, and by the way, I saw the trailer, they can keep it. The, uh, um,
3: but anyway. it, it's, the first issue, I'm, I am, we, we've been reading Avengers and New Avengers, we've been, we've been following Hickman's work, um since, uh, well, you guys have read his Fantastic Four, I still haven't finished it, but Hickman's been working on this for a while. One for Fantastic Four and, 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 Avengers and New Avengers and and somewhat Avengers world and, and now we're getting Secret Wars and um, for a first issue I thought you know you really didn't need all the players are are, are named right right at the beginning and yeah. and the way everybody it, it's written so that as the conversations are happening you know something heavy is going down shit's about to get real and 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 it's not. You didn't need a lot of, uh, you didn't, you didn't need to read the past three years of, of Hickman's Avenger stuff to kind of just know that the Reed Richards of 1610 is this way and, and, and is, is a dick. And, and you have our 616 heroes who are, um, trying to Prevent or, or just kind of ease into this incursion because it's going to happen, and I I was a little concerned about the art choice because I, as as much as I love Rubik's work, I'm used to Thor God of Thunder and and I'm used to kind of the the solo books where um the 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 action is is deliberate. It's almost kind of like in slow motion. He's not really a big popcorn movie kind of guy the way I see it, but. Uh, the way the action flowed through. I mean, his panel layouts were fantastic. The way he kind of just keyed in on on certain characters when certain things were happening. The color is a huge star here because there's a lot of gray going on in the sky with the dust and the debris and the dirt. So it just this wouldn't work as as a black and white book. But um, I thought that the uh that as far as because of Ribick's style, it, it shows you how, how massive this whole thing is. And I'm, I'm all over the place just because it it's, I had, we, we've been burned on, on events, not, not necessarily with infinity with, with Hickman's work there, but I mean, we, we've been reading events. Jason and I are, are reading convergence and, and there are things where we're not, and, and Vince read futures end. And, and we've, we've read the previous Marvel's event with Marvel events with, with, with siege or fear itself. And you can kind of build yourself up to be how, how, you're going to be hyped for this, but you're not sure if it, there's just some trepidation going on. But this, I thought, for first issue and, and with all the players involved, or all the players that are left to be involved, I I, th- I thought it was a home run.
2: Yeah, and did you know? I'm, I'm sure you noticed that the starts off exactly where the zero issue ended. Yes, I mean it's it's the very same yeah. scene, which was pretty smart. You know, not to lay any undue praise on the zero issue. It was what it was. <laughs> right. But yeah. th- th- you know, this first issue was really great. Um, I, I do question, uh, at least in part, pinning your massive company-wide event on a, an imprint that nobody, essentially nobody really cares about. Like the, the ultimate universe is going away for a
1: reason. It's,
3: but you have, you have Miles Morales and you have, the movie Avengers versions. So there is that connection there. If anybody, if, if the mythical movie fan went into the comic shop to, to, to read about their Avengers, uh, you need the ultimate universe. That's that Clint Barton. That's that Nick Fury. So at least visually there's a connection right. there, but no, I agree. I mean, I, in the, the ultimate universe hasn't been a, um, a factor for me in, in, in a number of years.
2: Since Bendis left, really.
3: But he has? Is he? I mean, it wasn't, isn't he still writing well, still on. Or?
2: He's still on Spider-Man, right. But I mean, the heyday of the oh, best, no, Ultimate yeah, Universe, yeah. I mean, it was on everybody's right. lips. Then things started to go a little south. But, um, and it, 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 like all things, it's run its course. And I think this is a nice way to, to bring it to its logical conclusion. Just destroy it. Right? right. Don't, don't out with a, a bang. And that's exactly what happens. The, the, um, the multiverses whittled down to just two, which is the six one six and the sixteen ten, and they collide. And this is the fallout. The, our heroes struggle to survive. Uh, some do. Um, I don't believe uh, we're going to do spoilers.
0: Yeah, I think uh, as long as we let people know we're going
2: to do spoilers, sure. Hey, spoilers. I, I don't believe the the spawn of Reed and Sue are dead. <laughs> I, I I really don't think Valeria is
3: just going to go out like I've only that read the second issue. So the uh, um, stop. If, what was interesting is how they kind of really how how Hickman and and I guess the powers that be kind of paint the Ultimate Universe as as the bad guys here. A little bit,
0: yeah. Well, no, I don't think that's fair. They paint Reed Richards of Absolutely. that universe as bad, and then I mean, but the biggest bad of them all is Six One Six Doom. I mean, he's, he's the big bad. He's the big bad. He's the great destroyer.
2: Right. Well, he was in, in contact with the
0: beyonders. No, but right. My point is though is that the, the, if you like read Richards of the, of the, of the ultimate universe is bad, but then the biggest bad that's been going on in Hickman's stories for three years is our Doctor Doom. And the, the other big bad of this is a cabal, which are all villains from, well, save for the black swan from our universe. So I, I think. The bigger takeaway is that there really isn't good or bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's about people will do anything that they have to do to, to ensure their own survival. Um, I mean, so I guess I don't look at it like they're, I mean, I think Reed isn't, I think the Reed of that, of the ultimate universe is pretty impressive in his own right, but. Oh yeah. I mean, is there anything more impressive than doom becoming freaking rabbi no. Malal and no, ending up making all this happen. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, and it's, it's such a cool way to tie it into, you know, the first secret wars because, you know, he tried so hard to, uh, to, to take the God powers then and succeeded, but couldn't handle it. And then, you know, now he's seemingly handled it. He's figured it out this time. Yeah. And, uh, they even make a little reference to, how when we first discovered the race of the beyonders that we dealt with a baby, a little baby behind her. Yes. Who was supposed to be,
1: yes.
0: and, and now, now we're dealing with the grownups and it's like, Oh man. But, uh, do you but, think it's worthwhile to like, br- if we can briefly summarize like the lead up to this? Cause I, I, I was wondering as I read this, if, 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 you know, if, if I hadn't been reading Hickman's Avengers, would I be really lost? And I, I, I don't know. I can't say for sure since I was, but I, I, I don't know that it was that, Quote unquote accessible of first issue if you weren't fairly up to speed. I don't know, but I could be wrong. I'd be curious to hear from our listeners if they tried Secret Wars number one, but really hadn't been staying up to speed with Hickman. Were you confused? Were you, were you as, were you interested? Did you have more questions than answers? I don't know.
2: I think the premise is fairly straightforward. How we got to the premise may be lost on some, but essentially two universes smacking together that's that's really all you need uh the finer points like i said are, are going to be uh invisible sure so but what do you think like why don't you just for the sake of the, the people back at home why don't you summarize it you're good at that
0: uh wow okay. well okay um i guess it all st- i mean i'm, I'm just winging it here so i don't know if you, you definitely jump in if you guys if I'm missing something, you think I have another word, but I guess it all started with, um, it was Black Panther, right? That he discovered. He saw the, the first incursion, right? He saw the, the other earth. Yes. Destroyed, yeah. Right?
3: That's when Black Swan showed up. And yeah.
0: then, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Black Swan was responsible. And so he got the Illuminati together and presented the evidence. And, um, and then they captured Black Swan, who was essentially for like two years, their prisoners and, you know, basically in a cube and uh, where Tony ends up, which is kind of funny, but, um, and she kept telling them about these incursions and that, uh, there were these powers that be that were far beyond our comprehension. And, um, she said that the incursions were were created by Raboom Alal, the great destroyer, who was this sort of omnipotent being. And then really Hickman spends the next few years kind of setting up that lore, but also setting up sides. I mean, there are, um, they're the map makers, right? Which are the, uh, a group of, of I, I mean, I, they're robots, I guess, androids or robots or whatever. And they're going around jumping from different universes, mapping different alternate Earths and essentially strip mining them um, during before incursions. Um, and, and then there are black priests and ivory kings who, in essence, appear to be playing a giant game of some sort um, or experiment or what have you. Um, and you know, part of that is, is all of these universes getting destroyed. And what, what these are is essentially, like you said, it's something is making universes converge into the same space with the earth being the literal and physical center point of that. So when the earth's com- when the earth do occupy the same space, essentially it destroys both universes. So what some people have figured out is that if you, if you realize an incursion is coming, and you can destroy the other Earth before it merges with yours in the same space. You can keep your universe alive, and and then we're 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 kind of forced with the six one six Illuminati. They decide they realize through Reed that incursions are going to keep happening. Nothing they can do to stop it, and so they have to decide what are they going to do? How far are they willing to go? Are they are they willing to 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 commit genocide for the sake of saving our universe? I think probably no spoilers because we've talked about Avengers a few times over the last few years. They, they decide to do it. They start destroying universes and they come up with lots of ways to do it. Um, inclusive of, of a bomb where they essentially, Squadron Supreme Universe with a bomb. Um, you know, they kind of become megalomaniacs for the sake of, and they justify it because it's, it's them or us. Right. Right. But, but that's not really a, but a lot of heroes, Captain America tops among them, you know, unsurprisingly say, well, that's bullshit. You know, that's never, that's, you're making a choice that we would never have made. It's right. never, it's never, it can't ever be them or us. It's got to always, there's got to always be another way. And all the best and brightest of the Marvel universe, Black Panther and, and, and Reed and, and Banner and, and, you know, all the Illuminati are like, nah, dude, uh, listen, bro, we're the smartest that there are. And we have thought about it every which way. And there is no other way. And also Beast is in this and,
3: uh, well, yeah, Beast, of course, uh, Tony Hank, Stark. Hank ends up, uh, basically taking, um, Cap's place or, well, mm-hmm. Professor X's place in the Illuminati, but, um, and that was, that's another thing that makes me really appreciate the, the tale Hickman was weaving with this is because, um, in the first issue of the Avengers, Captain America, Steve wakes up, you know, basically from a dream or, or a nightmare. But uh, we find out, if you read New Avengers as well, what exactly happened that, that that caused Captain America to feel this way. And he, when he was kicked out of the Illuminati and and Doctor Strange wiped his mind of that, uh, that didn't actually play out until a couple of years later um, around Original Sin when, when Steve remembered what the Illuminati did to him, and and so it wasn't even though we saw it really in the first issue of the Avengers, but it played out in New Avengers, and then Steve remembered it like in issue thirty-two or or, or late twenties. It's like he this was some pretty intricate and 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 smart storytelling, and because uh, anytime I was anytime I'm reading these issues. And I think it's just going. It, it's following a, a pretty standard game plan. He introduces an alternate Avengers with Thor with two R's and and a Banner who is basically manipulated by his team to turn into the Hulk, or an alt uh, 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 a faux DC universe with Doctor Str- with Doctor Fate and and Superman and and their own Batman and it's just and and it's just in the middle of New Avengers and it 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 was just. It was such a fun ride to be on.
0: I yeah, absolutely. I, and I and we got that. the event, we got the infinity event in the middle of this actually. So we actually got an event to lead up to an event. Um, and in, infinity was about, um, the builders creating, uh, uh, ex nihilo, uh, race called ex nihilo and, and, uh, and then abyss to essentially create evolutionary uh, massive evolutionary change on earth. And then they all were going to attack the earth because it was the center point of these incursions. And infinity was all the heroes got together to stop that. And they were successful in that. But again, as we find out that was really just, uh, I mean, it was great and all that they did that, but that was just step one and, and, and important because um, the, the earth heroes during that period were vital in saving the Shi'ar empire and really the greater universe and so there's a debt of gratitude owed to them by all of these empires, um, where essentially they'll agree to leave Earth alone because Earth clearly came through for them. And, uh, you know, as we come to find out that uh, fast forward to leading up to Secret Wars and, and they're presented with evidence that, in fact, Earth is the reason for these incursions. And by this point, pretty much all the, you know, we've gone from infinite number of universes to essentially a, a dozen at this point overnight uh it went from thousands to a dozen overnight and um and and the the shiar and the others get together and say earth is the cause of this so our only hope is to destroy the earth so it's sort of like all of a sudden they're like all right well uh we're coming at you um and we have to fight the shiar and uh the um the um uh the hordes of, uh, of, um, Annihilus and, you know, an Annihilus wave and all these things. And, and it's pretty, pretty crazy because we, uh, and again, a sign that this was going to be big doings. Um, we pretty much figure out a way to destroy like the entire sheer empire and the Annihilus wave. (laughs) And, and again, it's like, if they're going to destroy all those characters and all those, like it's, it tells you that something big is coming. And, uh, um, Dr. Strange sells his soul at one
1: point
0: to to create an incursion and then ends up becoming the head of the black priests. And they're pretty dope because, well, not the head necessarily, but like the most powerful, essentially the black priests are these really powerful uh, beings that can, through the use of words, create yeah. huge magic effects. And he, and at one point he's explaining this to the other heroes about what, what the priests are and that each of them have a word that can do damage and do different things. And then, uh, they say, Oh, so you, you understand the words. And then he's like, I know them all. And he like takes it and he's covered in these mystical tattoos and he knows every word. So he's like the ultimate badass of this group. Um, and then the ivory Kings we come to find out are the beyonders. And essentially although I don't know that we know this for sure, it seems as though they're ultimately God in this. They're responsible for the creation of all life, the Big Bang, all of it. And and for whatever reason, they've grown weary of the experiment and decided that it needs to be wiped out. And that's not as easy as you'd think because they have to destroy the Celestials. They have to actually get into a battle with um, the Living Tribunal, and they take them all out and they're that powerful. I mean, these guys can take out those, those beings and now they're trying to wipe out all of existence. And so that's a pretty daunting thing to have to fight against creatures that created everything who now want to destroy everything. So I guess that's what we're up against, but the secret war is, you know, so all of this happens and then in the midst of it, there's huge political ramifications because, um, you know, the Illuminati are doing all these things and they've essentially become public enemy number one, but, but knowingly so. Um, and then there's a, eventually a, a, um, a detente between Cap and his group of Avengers and shield who come to realize that it really, that the Illuminati was right. There really is nothing else they can do. It's this or, or nothing. And so they, they, they make a reluctant last, last stand, if you will. And, uh and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The, the two earths merge and, and destroy everything. And then we're what's left is battle world. Um, so uh all for, it was basically all for naught, all the stuff that they decided to do and all the morality that they threw out the door and all of the, Billions of people that they killed in the name of saving us didn't work. It just didn't, it didn't end up mattering. So we're left with battle world, which we're just starting to figure out.
1: Yeah. And we, uh, things, I guess
0: you haven't read it, but I read issue number two and, and, they really start laying the groundwork for
1: yeah.
0: battle world and who's in charge. The, uh, the HDIC and, uh, and his right hand man and,
3: and uh, left hand girl.
0: Yep. Uh his 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 enforcers his police if you will oh so good so um uh, issue number 2 was was real i thought was was actually yeah actually
3: i think i, I think number 1 is actually the zero issue and number 2 is the real yes. first issue um it it's uh the second issue hits hits the ground running it's cuz you're basically the the end of the first issue ends with a nice little um basically it's it's what you'd see on the tombstone ultimate universe 2000 to 2015 and the marvel universe 1961 to to 2015 and and that's it and the second issue um you can pretty much forget about everything else you've been reading for the past few decades uh, of marvel comics i mean yes the, the the faces the the characters uh there are familiar names but you you don't need to have read anything prior to uh, Secret Wars number two to, to get what's going on. You, and then you get the, um, you know, the last few pages are the, the, uh, the requisite for more read this and or these tie in issues. You get the map of Battle World. Um, and, uh, the cover of issue three looks pretty interesting because it's kind of split with, um, with 616 Reed Richards and 1610, uh, Maker and, and it's, uh, and, and they friends or foes on either side of them in that old school kind of split cover way. But it's, um, the second issue I thought was as m- much as I liked the first issue, I thought the second issue was much better. Yeah, I, I
0: agree. I agree. It, uh, it, it, it it, I mean on one hand yeah, given the compl- given the complexity with which Hickman spent the last 3 years and look we we had him on the show we're we're on record as being big fans of this but but I I cannot argue with anyone that says it was a very long and slow build I mean there there's no denying that he oh, oh, yeah. he spent um you know he spent 3 years in well, probably what 65 to 70 issues of two avengers comics Getting to this point. So, so I'm not going to begrudge anyone that says it took a long ass time. But now that we're here, it's sort of interesting because for all of the complexities that went into the creating and explaining, explaining of the incursions and what they were about and how we got here, um, none of it kind of really matters. And that's why I'm interested if you read Secret War, like, like it, it all mattered in how we got here. But, but once everything gets destroyed and we're left with Battle World, I mean, It's really a new status quo. I mean, the 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 people are now on on the on the 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 chessboard, and and it will play out as it plays out. So, you know, he he did in a way kind of put the. I mean, well, he did the opposite of putting the pieces back in place. But a lot of the backstory ultimately just was that a backstory. It's not requisite for what's going to come in this in this in this maxi series. It would seem. And I guess we'll find out, but it seems like that to me. I don't think we're going to get a lot. Of, I mean, I don't, David. I don't even. I don't get a sense that we're going to see a lot about the ivory kings and the black priests and Robumala. I don't think we're going to really go into those directions again. I think we're we're where we are, and it's going to be from there. I mean, I think the Beyonders will have a role, but I don't. Right. I don't get the sense that all this other things that born out of the incursions is really
3: going to matter well at least uh, not in so. the out of the first two issues so far at least not in the main issue and the, the the main mm-hmm. series I don't know about the tie-ins um, which for the most part I think I'm I'm on board with with um, reading most of them uh, there are a couple that um, are definitely designed for a certain audience and and that may not be me like the, the x-men 92 for example the the whole tie-in to the cartoon there are there are some some tie-ins that I'm just gonna wait to hear from you guys about. But uh but the main series, um yeah, it I I, I really from what we've seen so far, I kinda have to agree with you. It's it's just uh, the years of, of Avengers leading up to this is not it's not so much Oh I got to see where where Hickman was taking this and then I'm going to read Secret Wars because he'll explain it all and no it's it's kind of a whole new series so it's um what what you've read before. I mean I I was thinking about the last few issues leading up to Secret Wars was um the uh the gladiator is, calls Smasher and 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 wants her to come back and and fight for for her people and and she's like no nah, I got a family and then you know you turn the page and you see this huge armada of of the Shiar Empire, like basically facing the Earth, and uh, all of these huge big scenes, whether it's it's in space or or it's Bobby DaCosta and AIM, or it's Steve Rogers trying to take down the the new newer Avengers, all of it was for naught because now we're at Secret Wars, and it's it's all doom all the time, and and whatever he says goes, and and it's I'm um, yeah. I'm I'm really stoked for it. I I really they 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 kind of had me by the balls here. I can't I can't look away. It's just it is so, and it's not because I've read the Avengers and and now I feel like I'm 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 invested and and I need to you know that where's my payoff or I deserve to know where this is going and and I spend so much time with you that that I need I. I, I'm owed this. It's just, it, this, the way the story is playing out and, and whatever the hell, whatever direction Hickman's going in and however he wants these players to dance, I, I really can't look away.
2: Right. One of the things I'm grateful for, um, tie-ins notwithstanding is from Avengers, uh, from Steve Rogers' dream all the way on up, none of it has really felt contrived.
3: It has been, it's it's been like a natural progression, right? Right, yeah, it's right. very but organic.
2: You, but then you get your like X-Men 92 involved and I'm sure Hickman has no say about right, stuff like so that. No. But the the main storyline uh under which uh, under Hickman's um control that has been uh, an organic, just naturally flowing uh, it's an epic and and I think uh, we've said it before but it I think it ranks with the best Avengers stories of all time. Yeah, I think so. I didn't say it was better. No, no, no. As, as definitely, said, you know, yeah, I mean when
3: you think he, about like the Masters of Evil storyline or the kree Scroll war and yeah, no, I right. would I would I would agree with that. I I would utter it in the same breath. I I don't want to I'm I'm I was really I almost jumped out of my seat when I saw this Vince and and I'm not going to tell you who it belongs to. All I'm going to say is that the World Tree is a throne.
2: I took a peek at issue two. Okay.
3: Huh. Yeah. Is that blacksmith
2: with the with the Thor's? It looks just like Blacksmith. The guy with the helmet, the skinny ass uh bug eyed creature. Oh, I don't
0: know. Oh, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, but it does look just like blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Right.
2: yeah, it's like, oh really blacksmith? Oh uh, yeah, what are the chances of that?
3: Yeah, it's kinda hot actually. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It would be cool, wouldn't it? Cable's going to come and save the day
0: He's going to punch his doom right in the, <laughs> face. in the
2: face I'm Cable,
0: bitch <laughs> Exemption. Oh, my God. I'm Cable, bitch I thought you knew Like every other Thor in my crew <laughs> And there are a lot of
2: Thors running around A lot, a lot of freaking Thors Seriously every- More Thors, I- more money, more Thors And I guess my uh worries about Valeria Have been uh
0: extinguished, huh? Yes.
1: yes. <laughs>
0: you know what? Here's the thing. So, what do you do? You guys? I, I, I'm wondering if Franklin doesn't play a huge role in all this. Gotta. He has because he's played. Now, admittedly, I haven't been reading the Robinson Fantastic Four. So, um, but he's so. I mean, he is arguably the most powerful being on Earth, right? I mean, when fully, when when he doesn't have his dampeners in, right? And he's played. A big role, obviously, before in Marvel lore, at essentially Deus Ex mocketing everything back to the way it was. Yeah. So, you, mm-hmm. and he's had no—the only time we really seen him so far in this is playing on the hand. You know, he's sitting on the hand Proposal of of, uh,
3: active, yeah.
0: of the you know, it's just kind of playing, and he waves to everybody, and it's sort of like
3: he's like off to the typical. side where Valeria it's is, like is taking shit.
0: Yeah, Valeria is taking right. Valeria has been such a, a prominent figure in all of this, so I just wonder if at some point he he rolls out and he's like, "Nah, dude." I would not be
2: surprised if, from the beginning, Hickman considered um, Franklin superior to Valeria in every way, but he downplayed it just so as not to show his hand, meaning
0: Franklin. It it will be – of course, it all comes down to execution with any story, but if at some point toward the end of this or after this we get to whatever the new Marvel Universe is – and it's not Battle World, and it's back to having a fully formed universe because Franklin imbues it. That's gonna be cheap. I, like I like that, that is the very definition of Deus Ex Machina, and and so I'm hoping that doesn't happen that way. But but I wouldn't rule it out.
2: Right, because if um, there ever was a character that experienced literally everything in the Marvel Universe, it's Franklin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he could be just, you know, biding his time. He, Cause Hickman and others write Franklin really goofy at times.
3: Yeah, very reinventing.
2: Yeah, and you can't experience everything that he has and, and, you know, not be at least aware when, when, when big deals come down the pike. Like he's, he's so aloof but sometimes they, and it's just like, I, I, oh, Valeria will take care of it. You
3: know, it's just... After after heroes reborn and return, and and even in the um, uh, not the uh, maybe it was the Hickman stuff, but it, didn't they kind of somewhat lobotomize him? I mean, didn't, didn't they kind of dumb him down power wise? Just,
2: yeah, keep just so aware. He could have allowed that, though. Oh yeah, if you want to get all like that. I don't know. He is the son of the greatest brain in the Marvel universe. And her husband. That's true. See, you know,
0: why well, it's funny. <laughs> I, I we didn't get to ask kick him in this um, when he was on the show, but we are going to see him at Heroes Dap. and I am going to ask him at least. And he may laugh and say, "I never thought about it one way or the <laughs> other." But I, I, I wonder. I feel like he's trying to tell us that Reed really isn't the smartest guy. No, <laughs> like he's he's ridiculously smart, but he's 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 almost just. He's maybe the most intellectually, inte- like the pure intellect, t- most intelligent, but but that it's it's a, it's a, a pretty meaningful weakness, right? Like like I I don't know like I, I I feel like Hickman did a nice job of essentially trying to argue that T'Challa and and Tony and 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 Beast are are his equals, that that they all have a different way of looking at the world, and each of them is is. Imposing and almost godlike in their own right with their intellect and uh, and it seems like I, I we didn't really talk much about tony but but this is very much a big arc about tony I mean that he's coming but, to terms with the fact the that end. he he was a weapons creator and then you know when he's heck at the inner monologue and he's like i you know I spent so much of my life trying to you know not to uh to get over the fact that I used to be a weapons creator but i, I if I'm being honest with myself, I was always really good at it. And, right you know it's like oh shit and then he and then he creates weapons that help destroy the entirety of the Shi'ar empire and it's like he is really fucking good at creating weapons you know it's like
3: no kidding i don't know
2: yeah
3: but the one thing that reed has that all those other guys don't susie susie the, um and that, and sure. and you know i mean in in his in the people he surrounds himself with on a daily basis reed is the smartest guy around but yes when when you're standing next to t'challa and doc green and Tony and and Hank, you know, you you're now you're more along the lines with with, with your equals, and um, he he may very well need those other guys to kind of just either, you know, it's like when you play chess, you keep playing chess with the people you're beating, or do you want to play ser- chess with people that are better than you? And and I that could be what Reed really needs is is the those other smarter guys or smart guys. I don't want to diss them. but yeah, it's um and and you know and there were just some things like like you just mentioned Tony and and how he was in the cube for a while it, the avengers books started off with tony but we didn't really get a whole lot of tony once we once we jumped ahead t- during time runs out it was um but we did get some amadeus cho who we hadn't seen in a while before then uh, he was mentioned in uh, captain america and winter soldier in the movie but i mean you know as far as comic books we don't really we haven't seen Chubb for a while and, and really didn't see him after his, his time in the, uh, in the future story, but it, it's, um, yeah, it, it'll, uh, I'm interested to see where, where Hickman sets up some of these players. I mean, we had Baron Sinister and, and you have, um, you have the Braddicks and, and of course Venom shows up in the second issue. I mean, there, and, and Annihilus and trying – there's just, there's so much, the the, the Marvel Universe is, is, isn't is lacking any characters and is so rich with, with just material that um, pretty much every page I'm going to turn, I'm, I'm going to kind of squeal a little bit. Because I, I don't know what Hickman can pull out as he's telling the story, but I mean, to see the characters, I'm... I'm a mark for for whole alternate timelines and and you know and what if stories and and to see these characters um in a different light with a different attitude it it just it it's that's one thing that really has me psyched for for this event.
2: Now Jason, uh you were talking about the new status quo post um Secret Wars. Uh, what do you uh think of the rumors um, that Rich Johnson revealed that the mutants <laughs> Maybe be kicked off planet to their own little
3: another utopia,
0: Mut- yeah, mutant world, no
3: yeah, no
2: uh, I don't know <laughs> I mean
0: this is one of those things where twenty year old me would be ranting and raving, and forty year old me is just has no real reaction until we see it. I mean, I love the characters, I've read uh, lots of bad iterations of mutant comics over the years, <laughs> and lots of yeah. good ones, and if I was an editor and they pitched this to me, would I see myself saying, sounds great, do it? Probably not, but then again, it's all about who's going to be writing them
1: yeah.
0: and how, and, and, and what's the setup. I mean, um, so I don't know. I guess I'm just going to keep an open mind. I, it, it I genuinely have no idea. It could completely disinterest me or it could be interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we have the, the dis, we have the, 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 um, the unfortunate reality of being plugged in enough and nerdy enough to, to know like many people who read stuff all over the internet that most of this is likely coming because of very high level decisions about licensing rights and not wanting to promote yeah. certain characters. And then that's, you know, again, as a fan of the art form and, and, and the characters, that's, that's a shitty thing, but that was also the reality of the business. So I guess if, if, if I have to choose between having them put in some corner by themselves versus not being published at all, I'll damn sure take putting them off in the corner. Um I'd rather have them even in a contrived situation than have Marvel just not published X-Men comics anymore. So I guess I'm looking at it like that. Like it's, I'll take any port in a storm because we seem to be in the middle of a pretty big storm when it comes to <laughs> non-Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like the
2: they they said they're going to split the Fantastic Four up, and the thing is going to go with the Guardians of the Galaxy
3: Human and then know with what the Inhumans.
2: Uh, yeah, he's going to be um, hooked up with Medusa.
3: Oh, you know, he already did the sister-in-law. So the seriously, the, uh, yeah, keeping it in the family. So is that Wait, what
2: happened to Black Bolt? Well, we don't know from here to there. Hmm. Yeah.
3: Didn't something happen to him in Secret Wars number one? did it but that was before the whole new new world right yeah um so maybe he's gone because yeah. i mean the same thing with the whole guardians too. i mean there was there was a guardian down um in the first edition yeah, too. i don't no i don't either. either absolutely not but it it's um you know so it'll it's interesting to see you know how things like that play out but um that kind of takes i mean not not in humans or anything like elementals but that whole if if um if there's something, if the cosmic rays didn't, uh, kick off Johnny's powers, then that, that reminds me of when Warren Ellis tied in the, 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 the elements to the Fantastic Four for the Ultimate Universe with Earth, Fire, Wind and, and, and Air. And it, it's, um, the oh, wind and, and water, but it, it was a, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, as far as that, I mean, all I hear about is, is where some things are headed. But in this case, then it's just it's about the journey and and wherever they end up, right. they end up. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's fun stuff. Absolutely, I'm a little worried about keeping up with it all.
3: Because, yeah, no. I mean,
0: even even reading, like you know, I, as you know, I read the I pre-ordered for DCBS all of the uh, the, the the DC stuff. Um,
3: Some and, and
0: just it, just from a sheer volume of things, it was hard to keep it's just hard to keep up with even those and this is gonna be a much bigger thing that's going on for a lot longer so i'm a little nervous about that but i you know i guess like all things just stuff will rise to the top and it'll pull pull us in and other stuff will go by the wayside and you know it's
3: it's it's an eight issue miniseries right the main story or is it longer Uh, i don't
0: i think so is it eight or ten i don't
3: I don't know. But it's, alright, so then is, my, my next question was, is it weekly? Cause issue one came out last week, issue two came out today. Is, is it a weekly event?
2: I thought it was bi-weekly. Yeah, I would highly doubt it's weekly. Okay.
3: No, I mean, that's, that, that that's fine. I thought the first issue was out last week. Maybe it was a week before. No, it hasn't been two weeks, right? I mean, why wouldn't we talk about it last week? Um. Well, this is shit people don't need to hear, but I'm just saying it's just one of those <laughs> things where it's just like I thought maybe the first two issues were just back to back weeks, but okay. Well, Jason, it there is a rem-
0: issue, It's an eight issue series, David.
2: Okay, okay. There is a solution to your problem. What? Just stop buying the DC. Just- <laughs>
3: there you go. Well, convergence is almost over. Well, that's already it's purchased. Yeah, right? I mean that's yeah, yeah. So
2: that's uh, seriously, you bought it all?
0: It was eight. Uh, well, it was I, I, two I two took advantage series. of our sponsors' of great bundles. Yeah. Nice. Save
2: 50%. I have the second 50. issues of things
3: to do for that, but.
2: <laughs> Our sponsor does have great bundles. That's true.
3: No matter whether they're good or bad, but they're still bundled.
2: Alright, what else do we have? We should move on a little bit. Bring it. Been- Me?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Bloodshot Valiant. Oh, I got nothing but Valiant,
2: Jason. Well, we can- well, do what, what you I'm gotta do, son. Talk about what you All love. Alright, right, we'll start off small. <laughs>
3: um Unity.
2: You and David, have you, been, uh, have you been reading this? I,
3: I have I've been skimming it. I haven't been, uh, following it. Okay.
2: Daniel uh, Matt, Matt Kent, uh, Perry Perez, Brian Reber. Um, after the big, the last big arc, the characters are, um, without anything to really occupy their time. So they're, in the case of, uh, Galad in issue 16, he's reminiscing, um, um, about this this woman this japanese warrior woman that he once encountered and um she, he helped her uh, overthrow this other king and um, but if there's a love interest there basically unity is now turning into the valiant spotlight which is definitely not a bad thing right because you need that um, issue 17 is all about livewire and, uh, in the fallout of, uh, having nothing to do, she's, she's lost. She's, she's looking for something to fill those empty spaces. Um, Ginger is now, uh, I think it's the Pacific, relegated to the bottom of the Pacific. Ginger's just like hanging out, you know what I mean? Uh, and Livewire encounters, um, a man. I guess she's, she gets like shafted a lot as a woman, which is really strange when you take yeah, a look does. at it.
1: Mm.
2: She's hot. <laughs> All right. but but again the 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 valiant spotlight it's 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 all about uh getting to the 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 roots of these characters and this is what works for me the the big action arcs are great and the, the massive threats like the armor hunters that's really good but if you don't give a hoot about the characters getting you know, knocked around. What does it matter? And these are the kind of issues that, that, that do that. And Matt Kent has a really good handle on that. Like the dialogue is so natural. It's just, you know, uh, you would think it was mundane and boring. It's just a character, uh, looking for something to do. But because of all the fallout of, of these massive events, they're kind of getting, um, the, the public at large is getting afraid of, of, of the characters. Like Livewire, Worked, um, at a school and, um, they just basically told her, you know, we don't really need your services anymore. Like she loved the job, but she's been released because of the massive, uh, power she wields and the, 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 the big events that seem to, like Spider Man, you know, seem to follow her around. But I really want to talk about Bloodshot Reborn. Do you?
3: Do you? Yes. Why well, am I not surprised?
2: Because I know you read it. I did read it. First issue. You did I read did. it. Um, I only read the first one as well. Written by Jeff Lemire. drawn by Miker Miko, Miko Swayon. Yes.
0: Um,
1: Suyan,
2: David Barron. Uh David and I, I bet, parted ways on the art style. Wow. I'm guessing.
3: Yeah, probably a little bit. You
2: know what yeah. happens when you assume No, I assume, I
3: assume pretty right. Yeah, in this case, it it was just, it was, it was just. Gorgeous is the word you're looking for? Oh, it's so the word I'm looking (laughs) for. No, there was just, there was just a lot of detail and that's fine. And, and it's, it's, you know, that, that's, that's a devotion to, to, to the craft and, you know, but it's, it was more than, uh, than the kind of detail you'd see with a, a, Perez page with every single hair drawn. I mean, there were wrinkles I in agree. the bedspread and, <laughs> and, and I mean, and
2: holy shit. Jason, uh, Bloodshot's, it's post the Valiant. So Bloodshot does not have his power. Right.
0: I gathered because he's called reborn. So, okay.
2: Right. <laughs> so the, the nanites have been extracted mm-hmm. and he's just an, 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 or, an everyday dude now. He's and go. he's, he's doing odd jobs at at a motel for in exchange for a room and they show him watching tv lying it's in the bed a double
3: page spread of him lying in the bed no it's not only that no there Just are the, other panels with it's yeah there are the other, I mean, other panels it's, it's the majority of the two pages are <laughs> him in the bed yeah
2: you're, david's right there's a box of pizza chinese food container on the on the on the nightstand he's got a bottle of hooch in the bed <laughs> and there must be a million wrinkles in in the the bedspread and the sheets and it is amazingly rendered is. there's nothing to the imagination it's not you know as an illustrator sometimes we like to let the viewer's imagination fill in the blanks like you do not have to draw every line every curl in the scarlet witch's hair the the eye and the brain will fill in that detail even if it's not there but i guess mr swyan Thinks the that damn that it, if, was, if there's a wrinkle in that bed, I'm drawing that bitch. But it is amazing; it's so beautiful.
0: No, but it's I weird. haven't seen it, but this is interesting. And here's why, Vince: I feel like I have a pretty good sense of what you like and what you don't like. And again, I haven't I, seen this, <laughs> right. but I, I don't. I feel like you generally one of the few things types of art you don't vibe with is overly rendered art. Uh huh. True, very
2: true. But this number one. It's bloodshot. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> bloodshot is my cable in the Valiant universe. Reborn. I love bloodshot. Yes. Um, so for those of you um, who, for whatever reason, you nuts didn't read the Valiant, uh, the 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 geomancer, Kay McHenry, in her last couple of breaths, extracted all of the nanites from from bloodshot's. Uh, Body, and now he his regenerative powers are gone,
3: and all he is is forlorn for Kay.
2: He is, and He's looking it's looking for it's love just, in
3: all the wrong places.
2: But I don't know if it's a hallucination, or if it's just uh, uh, some other kind of product of his mind. She does appear in his hotel room, and they hmm. get it on something strong. Um. It's a, it's a really hot scene too. And, and, and she does uh, come back here or there to talk to him and to guide him, so to speak. Um, but David, one of the things I wanted to say was I'm rereading, uh, the old Valiant stuff. I'm almost halfway through, uh, Eternal Warrior. Uh-huh. I did not realize that the very first Geomancer we encounter in Unity, Jeff, do you know what his last name was? No. McHenry. Was it? Yes. So I had, I, I just, it completely blanked that the, that Kay McHenry is, uh, an homage to the, the original band. Yeah. with, uh, our, the, the headband wearing <laughs> geomancer uh, we you
3: He income- yes. was cool, but. He was blonde, right? He was a blonde haired kid.
2: Yeah, yeah, with the headband
3: yeah. and the whole disco. Yeah, the headband maybe, yeah. Maybe. See, this was the other thing that with, with, with this art, because we get a flashback to, to, to the Valiant for, for a page or two, this, when, when Miko draws Mr. Flay, it is not as, as scary or threatening as when Paolo drew him in the miniseries. I agree. Because it is overly detailed. That's why. I don't know,
2: I think it may come down to design a lot too. I'm trying to find the page where he does, it's, uh, it's render uh, the... Early,
3: it it's in the first few pages.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, Um I think it's a little bit more in the, in the, in the design I sense. Mean, it's a cramped it's, panel too, you're just getting like the, the, the... Yeah, but it's basically just a dude's face splitting. Right. And a skull, right. uh, where, where Mr. Rivera took it way farther than that yeah but uh jason uh mr lemire even gets involved yeah, in he this. Does. he nice. draws he draws bloodshot as well but it's more um, or
3: whatever else
2: yeah it's a cartoony it's a video game. Uh, bloodshot and he's uh, again another product of um uh bloodshots subconscious or whatever but uh the, our 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 boy is not feeling very good. He's conflicted. Uh, I, I, the Valiant took a real toll on Bloodshot. Not only physically, he's messed up in the head. You should kill this thing though. And but the, the the real kicker towards the end, he's watching a, a television broadcast, and uh, there's a uh, a serial killer on the loose, and he's called the Red Circle Killer. Somebody else has the Bloodshot power now. Mm. And he, and, uh, what, what name, uh, did they, did he take uh, when he check, checked it? Is it a guy? Gene. Gene. No, 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 no,
3: no, no, Gene was the, uh, Gene's the owner of the, um, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> she, she's the old lady, yeah, uh, what the hell was his name? He, he takes a pseudonym based on- Mr. Garrison. He,
2: Mr. Garrison, which is, Garrison is a castle. Right? So this is the Valiant's Punisher. you think Based based on holy <laughs> obvious, Beth. there's no stretch there. Breaking news! <laughs> so, did you know? They won. Uh, but uh, based on what he vaguely remembers from all those those past lives, or what he could have been, he takes this name, and so he's now on the hunt for this red circle killer. I wonder if there'll be an Archie crossover somewhere down the line. Dun dun dun! dun, dun, dun. That was funny. Uh Next issue, Bloodshot versus Bloodshot. This was the highlight of the month for me as far as the Valiant books go. I loved every page of it. Um Hyper real,
3: yeah. uh extremely detailed. I like art. when Vinny Jones shows same. up in some of the panels as Bloodshot. David.
0: Wow, Dave you, is getting you don't salty not, no, I was getting salty. No, I'm just
3: saying. I was just, I was just, I, I just turned to the page. David, let's
0: remember, we weren't the guys that called you Dave on a podcast. All right.
3: Oh That's my goodness. I love you guys. The, the thing is, it was, it was, I just turned to that page and that's, and that's the panel where it was a close up on, on his face and it, it, it looked like Vinnie Jones.
2: Let's move on to Ninjack. <laughs> yes, we can. Because you read this as well. I did read the
3: second issue, which was much better than the
2: first. Matt Kent, yet again, Clay Man, uh, Butch Juice, and Butch Ulysses. Juice. I always see juice. Are you ice. I know, baffles is there confirmation that it's Geiss? Yeah, it's Geiss, Yeah. Okay, Butch Geiss. Uh, but then he has a blog or something where it says the, the, the Geiss is loose. Like why would he use Geiss?
3: Like, 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 like the real files? Like Chris Real? Over at IDW?
2: Right. Whatever. And, and, uh, Ulysses Areola. Um, <laughs> you gotta love that name. Mr. King is still infiltrating uh, the, uh, he's on the hunt for the weaponier, And to get close to the weaponier, he has to penetrate this organization run by Mr. Cannon. Uh, Mr. Cannon, unfortunately, has a bodyguard. Her name is Roku. And it, in addition to recording your favorite shows, she, nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced, it's pronounced Guice. Twice, oh, wow! Hmm. Butch Gweiss. Like twice. Butch Guice.
2: Guice is nice.
0: Yeah.
2: What yeah. the Guice is loose makes no sense. It doesn't. You're right. <laughs>
0: but visually, <laughs> visually though, it would it's, look it would look right though. It's not it's a fan site. like juice. You are it a juice, huh? So, David, what do you think about Roku? Ah. Uh, he prefers the would, uh he prefers the chrome uh, group, group Chromecast instead see
2: now you're taking my joke, but that's okay. spread it around
0: would, uh, she, no not,
2: would she not make an excellent Daredevil villain yeah, I guess she would jason she's um she's it's proficient in in many different styles the of hair life. though and she has hair um kind of like medusa although. Uh, Roku's hair will slice you to ribbons. Yeah, it's
0: like razor sharp hair. So it's like hair. She got her hair did.
2: She did, and it's braided, and it's nuts, and she's super hot. She's a ginger. She's got nose. like a super so... weave, like an adamantium
3: yeah. weave. Right? Yeah. All right, she's I'm la- with that. She's Lady Deathdo.
2: Bet. I like it, David. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> and and she's the one thing that's that's standing between uh ninjack and really penetrating this organization because he That's has he he has uh sh- secured the faith of Mr Cannon. Cannon has taken it under his wing. Uh but uh, we know Colin King he's got other things in mind. Yeah. He dr- mm-hmm. he drugs Cannon at the end of this and so he goes into his private chambers to uh secure some information and while he's there he gets cut by some hair and flung out the window, and that's where issue number two ends.
1: Oh shit!
3: But oh, always it, has an ace up his sleeve, so dude, just like nothing—nothing
0: th- nothing says climax like defenestration.
3: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> just when you think <laughs> that uh, Homeboy has to kill somebody in the room, and of course the night before he mapped out everybody who was going to be in this. So, I mean, he's they, right, he a planner. If nothing As else, it, there, there are some things about Ninja Act where it's just like you're. You're there to have fun. Like, there's no, he is, he, he's James Bond times a thousand because he he will always get out of the situation. So you just kind of have to figure out how. You're going to be surprised as to how he gets out of it. You just know something's going to happen. He's going to get sidetracked. He planned for it, and, and then the story will continue. So there is no real peril this guy is ever in. You don't know that. Oh, come on.
2: Well, you can say that with a, the same with any character we read um, from at least the big two. Do you really think Peter Parker anything's going to happen to him? Come on,
3: but he, he he's not thinking eighty steps ahead.
2: Maybe he should. Oh, well, maybe he
3: should. Yeah, maybe, maybe he really should, should. have that when the redhead bitch walked up from. <laughs> be a lot of three issue. I don't sports. call that a jackpot no, at all. No, definitely not. It's uh, it's but, lemons. but no, the um. The, the Clayman art is, is pretty slamming on the, um, on the main story and, and the, uh, and the Guice art on the, on the backups too, which is very, they're very, um, they, they are very different, uh, stylistically, but, but they, they do complement each other because they're meant to give you different, different feelings. And, and I appreciate right. that. It's not like the backup story is somehow Tied into the middle of the main story, and they and they look so different that you are taken out of it. It's um, it, it's more of a of a flashback type tale. Yeah, and speaking of flashbacks, Jason,
2: uh, Mister Kent. I think
3: about milestone.
2: No inserts, um, like a children's book within this issue. Like, there's a flashback. Oh yeah, uh, of Colin as a youngster. What's it with the butler? And, well,
1: what he's got
2: dick?
3: a bit of, he's got a bit of a Batman. Yeah, um, there's a lot. Five. There's Batman Daredevil, there's everything and
2: Yeah. Colin's parents were killed or they died while he was very young. So he was raised by his his butler, but it's not Alfred. I mean, this guy friggin' hates him. And and is is doing everything he can to to keep the kid down, so to so to speak. The the old iron like he smashes the kid young Colin's face into a a, a dish. Yeah. It's super tough. What butler does that, that, that blows? It does. But, Mr. Kent, uh, puts a, a kid's book, like Colin's reading a kid's book, and the, uh, oh, the narrative- it's a mystery,
3: cause, cause they, they poison the, uh, the character in the children's book.
2: Right, so the narrative of the children's <laughs> book parallels the narrative going on in the, in the, the, the main but story. Oh, Colin it's, has a just, shitty
3: poker face.
2: Yeah, and it's, uh, one color, black and white art, which is one color, uh, and it, it looks just like something out of highlights.
0: For children. Yeah, yeah. Really, really well done. As, uh, as I got... opposed to highlights for, for adults. Right.
3: Well, that's the name they of the They're
0: not
2: good, so. Some highlights are good.
0: Another one's for adults. I read the shit out of some uh, highlights when I was younger.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, we, I think we all did, right? That's a local to me. Relative. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's about 45 minutes away. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I knew a guy who worked for them. But anyway, last one. Exo Man of War.
0: Damn, dude! It's all you, bro. I was joking when I was making fun of the Valiant Hour this week, but I guess I no, wasn't.
2: No, Are just, so David, you didn't read the Dead Hand? I did not read the Dead Hand. Oh man, it's awesome! It's 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 the big story of the the Valiant Universe. Um, it it kind of hinges. The first movie kind of the
0: Valiant Universe movie world uh, settings, which is smart. You should do XO first. Mm, well,
2: well, did it. Don't. Well, yeah. M- make it big, go, go, uh, you know, and then Isn't it the, tune... the
0: John Wick uh, director is attached to it, right?
2: That's a good thing. I heard a lot of, of, oh
0: her my god, was John Wick was so freaking good. I'm looking forward to spite of the,
3: second, the in
0: spite of the animal cruelty it was. Yes. So
3: yeah. good. Here's hoping here's open in the second movie he doesn't get a cat. Oh. The, 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 well,
0: what, what, the what, the, I thought we talked about this, that, what animal cruelty is that, uh, Keanu is a retired, uh, mob assassin and, uh, he's newlywed and he's got a little puppy and, uh, the wife dies and,
3: uh, well, the wife, the, well, the, the wife dies and will basically after
1: she's, right, sorry, yeah,
3: it's set up so that right. uh, the dog is delivered to him to, to kind of just give him something in the house to, to take care of. Yeah. And
0: then some Russian punk mobsters, kill the puppy, which essentially, since essentially is the catalyst to send him on the most epic of movie killing sprees yeah. since uh the John Woo Korean films it it's <laughs> it's absolutely epic destruction basically because they killed his puppy so
2: hey we could imagine Mr. Price doing the same thing.
0: Well, that's one of the fascinating things about John Wick is I saw it and I knew David had liked it. And then I saw it. And then I, my first reaction was to be like, dude, you shouldn't watch this movie, forgetting that he had seen it and said, dude, you got to watch this movie. And then when he's like, bro, remember, I told you it was great. And I'm like, wait a minute. How did you possibly get and how did you and, not turn this movie off after that scene?
3: Well, see, that's the thing. Renee and I both watched it from the beginning. And when a dog showed up and then the, the Russians came in the house, she's was like, tired, oh, I'm done. So, so she left the room and I finished it the next day. And, um, and then I sent a text to my brother. I'm like, dude, you told me to watch this movie and you forgot what happened at the beginning. He's like, yeah, but that's really the only bad thing. I'm like, bro, do you, what the fuck? So, but no, I mean, it was, <laughs> it, 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 uh, it all works out and, and it's, it's, it, it happens off screen i mean yes you know what happens but it's not like they show what happens to the dog but yes the, something happens to the dog and and john I mean, wick is yeah that's i mean yeah they're, they're, it's all imagination if they had showed it it would probably be lessened but it was it and so you know what happens and and that's when he decides to um take matters into his own hands and and does what he does but it it's yeah so it's it is one of those things where I let the story take over and, and I didn't, and, and I knew he was getting his revenge because of it. So it's not like he was like, oh, I lost my dog and he just shrugged and, and went about his business. So it, it, it worked out.
2: Well, they're making a sequel. Yes, they so. are. It's, it's pretty fair to us. Ass- it's pretty fair to assume that Mr. Wick may get another pet in between. So. Uh, XO number 35. Yes. It's the second part in the Dead Hand storyline. You remember the Armor Hunters? Basically what they were doing were they're scouring the 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 universe for all instances of the Shanhara armor. That's what Exo wears, right? Um you should read that, but I'm not going to it it did not end well for the Armor Hunters, but they had a failsafe in play. Um all these um, automations are now picking up the the reins uh, of the armor hunters, and they're they're trying to just eliminate any instance of the Shinara armor and EXO. Uh, as Brash and as Eric Arik is, he tries to take them on himself, and uh, in the midst of it they pretty much raise the uh the home world of the vine loam. Well, it's 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 pretty bad but exo gets his head handed to him gets his ass kicked he can't handle it where is it going to go from here i don't know but i think you should read it there it's it in a in a lot of ways it's a pretty similar situation to what is what was happening in uh, secret wars number 1 in the fact that their whole their entire world is being destroyed and what few um people are left just get on board these lifeboats and and make uh, you know take to the skies uh so the the vine has now been which were major players in the in the Valiant universe have now been reduced to the sum total of the survivors on board these uh, these lifeboats, so that that's pretty cool, but uh, there's a there's a little um, they try to insert some humanity into the vine uh, uh, a husband and child and wife get separated, and who makes it to the lifeboat who doesn't you're gonna know, you have to read it to find out, but uh, they're really uh, I think valiant is uh, staking a huge claim with this dead hand because. Um, it's the only Valiant book that has a cover over a cover. There's a half cover, black and white, over the front all full color, and it's very striking. It, it immediately jumps out at you yeah, from the stands, but this is big doings. And where it's going to go from here, I don't know. I don't know if Exo if, uh, is going to seek help from other corners of the Valiant universe. We'll see. But uh, he has just realized that he cannot do it alone. Oh. So I think EXO is a great book, written by Robert Venditti, uh, Diego Bernard, uh, Ryan Wynn, and Brian Reber on art. Great stuff.
3: Basically, if your Valiant book is written by Lemire or Kinn, it's written by Venditti. True. Uh, but, and my
2: this is my plea, I, you can tell, I'm totally invested in Valiant. I, I think they're doing a phenomenal job. And I, I would, uh, urge those of you who are seeking something outside the norm to read, check out Valiant. Uh, you, it's not too far in. I think Exo was the first title and it's now on issue 35. So you don't have to Well, a, there are
3: plenty of others though, too. I mean, Imperium started recently. they are only up to like issue right. four. You have Bloodshot Reborn, number one. Woo. Uh, you have Divinity. Um, Divinity, which is, which is a mini, which is, you know, it's only a few issues. You have the Valiant, which is a few issues and that kind of, Archer and Armstrong is, is constantly coming out with the new number one. So, I mean, there are, there are books to, to try. And, and, you know, when you have. You mean Quantum and Woody. Quantum and right. Woody. Yes. Archer and Armstrong. Right. Yes. Quantum and Woody right. is, is the one with the, with the multiple, um, the various, mm-hmm. um, but the Delinquents it was really good with, with both. Yes. But um yeah. no, I mean, if, if, if your big two publishers are in the middle of, of some big events that you don't want to, uh, mess around with, then, then absolutely give the volume, give the volume books a shot.
2: Yes. And the book of death is, is a fairly big event, but they're, they're pacing it very nicely. I think there's only two books per month that will tie into the, the book of death. So that's cool.
3: And I, you, you mentioned the, um, uh, the issue about, um, I guess what, what, what some of the people have been complaining about with, uh, the book of death. And that is that, uh, it's not going to be digital. There is a, there's, it, is it the first issue or is it a different? This is where I got confused because you said, dcbs is selling it for is offering it for for half price but there's a um there is a version or something like that that's like 20 bucks
2: oh there's always
3: yeah the the
2: the, with the variant covers the the higher the ratio the the more it's or the the more it's going to be to buy that issue like with the variant covers if there's a, if there's a one in a hundred, it's going to cost you probably twenty bucks or whatever to to buy that variant cover. There's not just one cover on the Valiant stuff,
3: right? No, but I thought that there was one version of it that isn't going to be digital. It's only going to be it's it's a standard size comic, but it's like it's like ninety nine or twenty four ninety nine, and it's it's only going to be available, Um, never going to be reprinted, and hmm. and that is where I heard. That, uh, that was getting people, um, that's what was getting panties in a bunch because they're Wow, just... I,
2: I haven't read that. Send me that link later.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'll see so. if I can find it. it. It's, I wasn't sure it was like a handbook or if it was a, um. Is it at least hardcover? It's a, uh. Oh, I think it's the thing written by Van Letty. It's the Legends of the Geomancer. Ooh. It's an, it's an incentive, uh, for retailers apparently. Yeah. It's, it's a standard 32 page or 24, 24 page comic. Uh, Fred Van Lenthe art by, uh, Juan Jose Rip. This says, um, retailer pricing. So whatever they want to charge for it, but it's not going to be uh, a special retailer incentive limited series. All four issues of Book of Death Legends of the Geomancer will be printed in limited quantities and will only be made available to retailers who qualify based on their orders for books. Book of Death numbers 1 through 4. Fans interested in obtaining this special incentive limited series should contact their local comics retailers. So no digital, oh, man. only available for retailers, limited quantities and, uh, and that's where some of the brouhaha was coming from.
2: I gotta get my hands on Good that. Good luck. Well, we'll see. But, um, I'm gonna do a little, I'm sure someone has done this. I'm gonna check before I actually do it. But I'm gonna do a list of all of the geomancers. There's a shit ton of geomancers just in Eternal Warrior alone. So. Well, yeah. That's my, that, that's well, my, that's, that's my project. That's the protector. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, not so, so much job, the original. But, uh... Right. No, you're talking uh-huh. present Valiant. I was talking like, uh, vintage Valiant. He's, he's essentially the protector, but he doesn't really know it. Oh, not, Valiant, not Valiant. as much as he knows it now. So yeah. The, um, yeah. Alright. Let's do something else before <laughs> people <laughs> be, J we want to get Jason we'll 11 o'clock Valiant.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you get, you gotta get closer to your microphone, young man. <laughs> Oh, um, shit. Um, right after baby. Oh, well, we, we can barely hear you.
0: Really?
2: Yep. It's
0: got the internet, dude.
3: Oh, your volume. Dude, well, right here. I haven't touched it. I right here. I'm literally standing right here. See, it gets all salty whenever <laughs> <you're> <laughs> suggesting. I just suggest am, it. I'm am Jesus.
1: <laughs> all
2: right. Send us a postcard. <laughs>
0: Dude, I mean,
3: again, I haven't done anything different than, than the start of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. David, <laughs> what else do you have? You know what? I Real quick, because I made a mention, I I mentioned this to you guys on, on Messenger, because we had a good laugh about it, and it it, <laughs> it it it's in regards to, like, feedback, which I meant to talk about at the end of the show when we go through the whole list on how you can reach us and iTunes reviews and shit like that, but I, I found it amusing that, um, the most entertaining feedback I think we had from last week were the, um, the comments from people praising Jason for his honestly critical review of Age of Ultron. And, and I was amused because the, the if, if he were to be honestly critical about a DC movie, th- there would be screams of him being a, um, True. Marvel loyalist and, and his bias would be showing yet, even though he watches Arrow and, and Gotham, but it, it's, it's, that's, that's it, well, shish. But it's just, it's, I, I'm, I'm amused by the, um, by, by, that type of, uh, you know, attaboys. And, and it was, uh, I mean, I appreciate feedback, but it, it's, it's interesting to see, uh, to see where things play out. Cause I mean, we've, we've talked about Man of Steel and, and somewhat of for, for about the teaser for, for the upcoming movie, but, um, you know, Hey, he, he, uh, he, he said the right things to, to the right people about Age of Ultron and that's what made the world go around last week. <laughs>
0: right. But look, I but think he, the, the strange thing is that, is when you, the, the funny thing about all that to me is that we each have our moments where the same listeners will think that we're crazy or biased and then the next week they'll totally agree with us. Right? It's like, it's oh, like, yeah. like, like it's never, it's not consistent. It's not like there's groups that consistently think I'm out of my mind, or you're out of your mind, or Vince is out of his mind. It's just that...
3: Which like, your point <laughs> of blows?
0: Exactly. And uh, look, man, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. And everybody uh, does. I'm, I'm humbled that people care about our opinions, frankly. So, um, you know, more power to anybody that wants to give us feedback. But it is, it is funny in the sense that um, the only time I've ever talked about a Marvel film with reticence was this time. And I felt like I got way more attaboys <laughs> for this. <one. laughs> no. Just so strange to me. I just don't, I don't quite get it. It's like,
3: you kind of have to, yeah. you kind of have to notice or recognize where the attaboys are coming from. Cause that definitely.
0: Well, thinks- I, I think the, the thing I don't like about it is it's implicit then that we're somehow not being honest when we praise things.
1: Oh,
3: absolutely. Right. Which is what right. is, which is what caused my, my reaction to begin with where it's, it's, I don't, you know, we can, we've all talked about, you know, we, there were concerns that, uh, some people had concerns about Guardians of the Galaxy when the trailer first came out. And then we saw it and, and everybody who was concerned realized that, you know, their, that their fears weren't founded and, and, and it was a, a good movie. And that's the other thing. See, p- people tend to not, um, you can like something that's still bad. I can I can watch Amazing Spider-Man two and know that it's a bad movie and know that there's things that are just completely off about it. But I'm still entertained by it. I can still enjoy it. So even though I may consider it good, I can tell what isn't a good movie. And and you could say that you kind of just have to recognize what what you're entertained by and what actually is a. Um, you have to just be objective in that regard. Where where right where,
0: and. and- And flip side, you you can, you can appreciate and objectively recognize something as having a very high quality to it, but it just doesn't grab you. That, That, that is absolutely true. You know, there are plenty of things, whether it be art or music or movies or TV or comics that I can sit and objectively say it's a masterfully well crafted piece of work, but it just isn't for me. Right. Or I just didn't enjoy it. So.
2: I think a lot of times it comes down to the amount of the person invested in their favorite forms of entertainment mm-hmm. like uh, you you know if anyone came up to me and said "Ah, oh, yeah man i i just can't stand that jazz shit i i just really hate it i would not take that personally even though that is the music of my soul right right um but there are some people that if you 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 um do not uh if you critique a dc book too stringently they take it personally, yes. and I really don't understand that. You had nothing – you've invested nothing in the making of this book. You enjoy it. That's great. But you don't have a personal stock in this book other than maybe it's one of your favorites. Why would you take that personally? I didn't shit on you. Mm-hmm. I, I shit on this thing that you just so happen to like. So it's – it's it, they, they they invest way too much of themselves into the things that they love. To the point where they maybe they, they, it's hard to, to differentiate between where they end and where the, the mm-hmm. this this uh, this art begins. I do, I just I've I've never really understood it. Uh, why a critique against something that you love is a critique against you? It just it it runs yeah. counter to everything I believe.
0: Well, I also think that people people seem to love to take issue if they perceive someone is being inconsistent in their views. Uh, That's where a lot of this Marvel DC stuff comes, you know, like, like you'll hear like with us, cause we generally talk about Marvel more. I mean, that's a fair thing to say. You'll hear people say, Oh, you know, but you you should own DC or, Oh, you know, and, and plenty of shows I listen to are DC centric and you'll hear people or listeners say, Oh, you never have anything good to say about Marvel. And I, I think people confuse the idea of consistency with critique. Um, you know, none of us put ourselves out to be. I mean, I'm not. I don't view us as an authoritative voice on the um, academic merits of any of the works we're talking about. So, no. so I don't think it's fair. For, put it this way: don't expect consistency from from us or anybody. I, I don't. I, I, we, we're we not are fans. I, I, I there, Right. There are going to be things that uh, that are are subliminally biased towards or against. And they're going to be things I'm overtly biased or, 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 or preferred. I mean, look with the Marvel DC thing, I, I still read. In fact, most of the DC stuff I've read lately, I've really enjoyed, including the, you know, the Harley Quinn book that I've talked about. And so, uh, you know, Lemire's green arrow. Uh, I mean, there's pretty much most of the things I've, I've read of late, I've enjoyed, but my bias is that I'm a lifelong Marvel zombie. So, When push comes to shove, I am going to enjoy a mediocre Marvel book personally much more likely than I'm going to enjoy a run-of-the-mill DC book. And as a result of that, I am also going to more consistently read and therefore have to talk about a a average Marvel book that that many people may consider average, whereas you won't hear me talk as much about average quote-unquote DC books because I will stop reading them not because they're objectively worse books but because i don't have a the threshold with which i'm i will keep reading a dc book is much higher than the threshold with which i will stick with a marvel book it's not fair it's biased it is biased and there are plenty of people that we know that are biased towards dc in the same way it's not wrong just acknowledge your biases I, i'm not again it's sure. not an it's not an objective thing i'm not saying marvel is definitively better than dc i'm saying that if I only have so many books to read, I'm going to generally give Marvel more of a leash than DC. It's just who I am. It's again, it's not good or bad or it's just me and you guys and I think collectively, you know, especially in the last year or two, we have all leaned more towards giving Marvel a longer leash than DC. It doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong, doesn't mean we're biased, doesn't mean we are have to get DC. It just means that we talk about what we read. I read no, it, I read five times as much Marvel stuff. Yes, uh, it's as simple just, as that. I just I and and in two years that that balance of power may switch. I mean if if the post-battle world stuff is dramatically different and I, I may not I may need to take a break from a lot of it and that may pull me into some more DC stuff. I, I it, it's a cyclical thing, but um I just think people and and I'm I'm sure we're all guilty of this too. In with other people that we read or listen to, I think this notion of um, consistency is a flawed expectation when you're talking about podcasts or blogs, uh, unless they purport to be objective. But I don't think we ever purport to be 100% objective. We have biases no. and personal preferences. It's as simple as that.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, you know, as speaking as the most consistent of the three. <laughs> I if there's one I have one goal in in all of this and that's to just be honest. I've been I've been called crazy, you know, whatever. But when I find fault in DC books, you won't hear me talk about it because I don't think it's worth bringing to the table. If I, you know I'm not reading them, if if you pay attention, you know I'm not reading any DC and I have no desire to read any DC based on what I've read recently. Uh, and that we're talking about a year. Uh, complete honesty, it didn't do anything for me. So I will not waste my time. I don't care if this, the new stuff is good. There's right. way too much out and there that's, to consume my time.
3: And as far as the new stuff, the, the post-flashpoint new 52 stuff, and, and I, I, it, it's no secret. Christ on for is one of my favorite stories ever. I, I am a huge, Silver Age and Bronze Age DC fan, um, everything before Flashpoint, um, I was kinda clued in on, keyed in on, what have you. Um, the new 52 stuff kinda really not, for me, I've, and we all read the first issues when they first launched and, 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 you know, we stuck with OMAC through the eight issues and, And we stuck with, uh, with Deathstroke and Hawk and Dove and, and Vince Red Hawkman. And, and there were just things that were, that, that that we did enjoy that that didn't last, but. And Batman, Batman, of course. And, and Batman. And, and I, and I read the recent, um, end game, which, which we, we haven't talked about too much since it, it wrapped up. But, um, you know, that, that was a, a really. It, it was a. It was good. I, I I did enjoy it, and and the whole thing with the Joker and whether or not he's been around like for 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 decades and centuries. It, the Batman story I... was good. Yeah, no, it's it's because that Gordon found photographs with him like from back in the day in Arkham and stuff. So he may be older than, than 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 he appears to be. It it was it was a neat story that 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 Johns was telling, and of course Capullo kicked ass art wise, and it means that. I'm sorry, yes, Snyder. Thank you. Because um, I have Justice League Forty open, so I have I've John's on the mind. And and with Justice League Forty, they um, it's segue. it's a uh, it's a thank you. It was a uh, it, it kind of it didn't erase New Fifty Two or or wash the taste out of what I haven't enjoyed since Flashpoint out of my mouth. But with 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 this issue. Um, they're basically telling you that everything has happened like flashpoint didn't wipe away the post crisis universe or or zero hour didn't wipe away you know final night or anything that came before it there were everything happened and uh there are a ton of people working art wise on this on on this um on this issue, it's it's written by Jeff Johns. But you have Kevin Maguire kicking the issue off. You have an awesome double page Crisis on Infinite Earths era spread by uh, Phil Jimenez, which he just mm-hmm. went over. I mean, it's 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 the image of um Spectre versus the Anti Monitor Vince with every hero from Crisis on Infinite Earths all converging That's onto up. them. Um, That's you have, uh, a double page spread with three panels, one by Dan Jurgens, which is, uh, zero hour, one by Jerry Ordway, which is, I think, kind of like infinite, um, infinite crisis and Scott Collins, which of course is, is, is the flashpoint era. Um, Jason Fabak takes over for a double page spread with the post, uh, the new 52 world. And then the rest of the issue is, uh, by Jim Lee and Scott Williams. And it's basically just Metron telling this story. Uh, it starts off with, um, you're, you're reminded of what happened recently with Justice League with the whole amazovirus virus thing happening. Uh, and it's a pretty sad story, but you're also reminded of the, um, that, that Scott Free is kind of a bitch because it's a,
1: <laughs>
3: Metron is telling you the story of when he went to Darkseid and said, we can end this war. And Darkseid said, I'm not going to end. I, the war won't be over for me until everybody bows before me including you and metron instead of saying that's never going to happen he says well if i get high father to stop warring against you that would stop the war and it's when high father and dark side both gave up one of their sons to the other side and uh orion was given to high father to be raised and Scott Free was sent over to dark side. And of course Scott Free.
0: He's crying um, like a little bitch.
3: He really is who of course becomes Mr. Miracle. He, um, he, uh, it, 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 we gloss over what happens to him basically, but it, it's, you know, he was put into the pits and, 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 um, Granny Goodness is kind of, you know, running things and, and he's, his life was not wine and roses. Whereas, uh, Orion kind of. Had the better end of the deal, but we, uh, what was really interesting is when Metron shows up to, uh, to go talk to, uh, the Anti-Monitor. And I don't know if this was actually said before, like maybe post Sinestro Cold War or, or during, um, uh, Darkest Night, but, uh, or I'm sorry, Blackest Night, but Anti-Monitor's name is Mobius and that's the name of the chair You're that crazy, Metron right? sits on. Yeah. So I don't know if, and, and I don't believe, and, from and he, makes,
0: I, he makes reference to the fact that Anti-Monitor was sitting in this chair for right. a long, this a long isn't, time. this him, isn't
3: yeah. Metron's chair, so uh, it it's a it's a very I, I think it's a pretty good jumping on point for your post New 52 universe, and, and I think that, um if for people who have been with the new 52 and have been reading and enjoying everything, I'd like I, I, I'd i like to know what people thought about Justice League 40. If, if they feel that, you know, well, I've been with, with new 52 and I thought this was going to be the way it goes. And now they're kind of just it's DC. They rewrite history all the time. So this really shouldn't be surprising. But it it was an issue that that kind of made me happier than most recent DC issues have made me in a while. Because it continues.
1: What because it picks up on, right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it,
3: it doesn't disregard, uh, past stories. It's not like, you know, hey, all those books. And, and again, it's one of those things where I love Christ on Infinite Earth. Crisis didn't go away just because they don't reference it or they've moved beyond that now. It's just, it's still a story that exists. You can still read it. They just, it's not before this issue. It just wasn't something that was known or, or that they referred to, but now yeah they they admit it and and it's uh so I mean I I appreciate that not just because it makes what I've read growing up um part of this whole thing but it 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 kind of connects me to it again and and that's that's what I appreciate not 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 that oh what I read matter just that you know I I get that reference and and I that's the part that uh that's the whole continuity thing of 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 comics that i I really dig i, I I'm a continuity fan I, I love the standalone stories. I love reading Aww. things like, hey, a little bit I, you know I, I enjoy my my you know things like like nexus or or things that just don't fit into anything else like major Grendel or zot but you know when when it comes to things that have happened spanning decades i I like knowing that you know what I read before actually ties into other things or, or matters basically. It's true.
0: It's I, mean, true. I, I read it uh, after David mentioned that he was going to read it and I have not read a justice league comic in a long time. Um, but uh, just echoing a little bit about what you said, I, I certainly didn't feel lost because it does tread on familiar territory. Um, it really has nothing to do with the justice league. I mean, it's not, as far not as far at all. No, I mean I, I don't even think there's a character in there from the Justice League. Um, well, at least the core Justice League. Um, but uh, it was pretty cool. I, I'm not quite clear as to why uh, Anti Monitor and Darkseid are going to square off. Like exactly what the significance of that is, but but uh, but either way, they're two badasses, and uh, um, I, I you know I'm not. I'm not I'm not. I mean, maybe you know because you've been reading Justice League. Like, wh- why does Anti Monitor feel the need to get rid of
3: the New Gods? Like, oh, I have them. no idea. No, I, I don't know really anything about that. And, and as he says, you is- know, we're going to usher
0: in the era of the. He says we're the, the, this is the, we're, we're ending the New Gods and we're going to usher in the era of the Anti Gods. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well,
1: that's
0: you're throwing the gauntlet down. I'm not quite sure what the Anti Gods are though, but that's cool. Um, and he's telling but, us. No, I, cool. I dug up the different art. Yeah, it's true. I dug up the different art, and uh, it definitely. I'm glad to hear you say what you said, cause I, I don't have as long a history with, with DC, so I didn't know if Mobius was a, was a well established as the Anti-Monitor's identity. I, I, it was the first time I had heard it, so I was yeah. sitting there thinking like, oh, is this new news? So I'm glad to hear that it seems like it was, but, uh,
3: yeah, no, it was, it was cool. I'm definitely intrigued for sure. And it does, which I haven't read, but it, this issue does, it, it to be continued in the DC's free comic book they offering, which was the, um, Divergence, which I haven't read, so I don't. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm curious to see where it, uh, where it goes from here. And I don't know if that means that then Justice League 41 continues that or if Divergence picks up after Convergence. I don't, there's just so many, I don't know where, where DC is going really. So it's just, uh, but you know, you, you bring up Crisis or, you know, some of the other events or you mention the characters that I'm familiar with. Before the new 52, then, you know, you, you kinda, you piqued my interest a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of piquing your interest, have you guys finally gotten off your asses and watched the rest of Daredevil?
3: Oh my god! My, my, seriously? My wife was ready to watch it a second time waiting for you to see it. To finish it.
0: I don't know what you are talking about. I'm, I've seen it. I've watched the whole
3: thing. <laughs> you're full of crap. Uh, welcome to April, bro. Hey, <laughs> really? And, and, yeah, and,
2: and, yeah, I said that on the PM did, crickets. Did. He didn't say anything know. He knows because he knows that.
0: Regardless, regardless, listen. Let's not cast aspersions. All right? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> let's oh, not point oh, fingers. Um, I don't. That doesn't help anybody. But, but uh, I will say that um, as of today, every one of us has watched it. Yes. Thank you. And it was incredible. Yes, it was. It just... Did you have anything that you didn't like about it?
3: Yes. (laughs) Well, no. Okay. Yes, there were things that I didn't like, like the deaths of a few people. But as far as like how it was presented or um, nitpicking costume choices or the way people acted, I, I don't really have a problem with Anything that they did within the thirteen episodes to move the story along, Um, you know, I'm 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 a little butthurt over over a character or two dying, Um, but I that is offset by the seeds that they planted with not just with a future season, but with the with the upcoming other series like Luke Cage, like Iron Fist, like the Defenders, and um, Mm. you know they, they they don't shy away. From um, tying it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we 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 know the Battle of New York happened. We know there was a terror in in uh, there was Harlem Terror, which ties back to to the Norton Incredible Hulk movie. Um, So we're not we're not shying away from that, and and I appreciate that. But it's also its own thing. And what I um, and now you can finally listen to that episode of Sidebar, Jason. Where uh, I listened to it this morning. How was it?
0: It was entertaining as hell. I'm glad I finally saw the show so I could listen to
3: it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh I I think that um that there were um uh, I think everything worked out I, I didn't feel like there was really any filler. There there really weren't any moments where I was like, Well they're just looking to Pad out 13 episodes. I, I think everything happened as it happened and uh and i think it just i mean even it, everything had consequence whether it was a fight scene and and someone getting weakened during a fight or it was um you know claire aka night nurse you know i mean she or her coming back to to save Matt and their relationship i mean they're just uh, foggy finding out everything just it it really kind of just all worked for me i, I don't Aside from it being over, I don't really have any complaints about what we were presented with.
2: Mm-hmm. Same here.
3: Yeah. Um, now,
2: the one thing: uh, were we to assume that um, Wesley was the arranger? I mean, I know not the, the arranger character from the comics, but in a sense, this was the the cinematic universe's incarnation of the ranger. Cause he's, he fulfilled the same function.
3: I don't know. See, he was the one who I was telling you guys, I was, I was hoping who, before I knew what, what his fate was, that, uh, that he could end up being the rose. I, I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, but it's, you know, I, if, if anything, if I had a complaint, and and I mentioned this before, is that, is that Ben didn't work for the Daily Bugle. But it's not like the Daily, it's not like the, the New York Bulletin. I mean, no, I'm not it's,
0: surprised because I know you. Like I know you, but but like I, it, it cracks me up that that, that sticks in your craw.
3: Like, like I mean, I know why it can't, but it but but it's not like the bulletin is never New York Bulletin. I mean, it was recently in uh, in an issue of of um, all new Captain America when when uh, Sam was buying coffee and he was listening to. Some father talked to his son about how Sam isn't his Captain America. He was reading the bulletin. So it's not like this newspaper doesn't exist in the Marvel Universe. But yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, the, the comic fan fandom me would have liked to have known it, uh, but at least, at least, but, but Ben is, you know, Ben, Ben's a daredevil supporting character more than, a, a Spidey character, I'd say. So it's, it, it's fun. I love that he was in, that we got to see Ben Urich. I, I thought that was fantastic and, and that the, uh, he was a great actor. Was he was, yeah, was so mad. phenomenal.
2: Yeah. To uh, quote the name of a great zine, Ben is dead, and that that was one of the biggest oh shit that moments. That was that that and and uh, Karen plug in Wesley. Yes. I did not, ex- I, I did not expect that nope, at all.
3: Nope, no, definitely no. not.
2: You think that's going to lead her down the 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 drug path and no. eventually?
3: I, no, I don't. I don't think that'll do it. I, I, there may be. Other things that might, but we also don't know what Ben knew because Ben tells her, "Listen, I I, I looked into your past and I know you know, you've got some right. skeletons in your closet." And I'm not saying that she did porn, but she's obviously not so uh, you know. So that that could have happened right That's before. True.
2: Whereas in Daredevil, it happens after, right.
3: and you know, and and she doesn't. She doesn't know, so it's we still have. You know, I I don't want to see Born Again for like until season three or four. I don't we don't need that yet. But what's but what I realized is that we could actually have the climax to Born Again play out because this is all connected. We we could actually have Iron Man and Thor and Captain America show up in an episode That's
1: of so Daredevil. Sick.
3: That just makes me so hard.
2: Two things I want from Daredevil eventually. Typhoid Mary, yes, and Nuke.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> I, uh, wa- I want, nuke. The, I want it, Nuke. If we
3: get Nuke, we're definitely getting Born Again. But I, I we right. have, we, we, we have the whole Melvin Potter, and whether or not he'll. Go bad, and I I don't know, but I mean, you know, we have we have the bud saw. We 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 saw the saws. We saw the blueprint. We saw the Stilt Man legs. Um, we know Leland's son has to show up because there's the, the, there's a vacuum and, and it's he, report. Be the elf, exactly. Right? Yeah. So I mean, there's it, it'll be interesting to see where the second season goes. It's um, I thought oh. I, I loved. I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it, but I, I thought Foggy was fantastic. Uh, yeah. he, he was a fantastic, um, sidekick, if you want to call him that. It was, you know, and, and they were just, and now I want to watch, cause, cause, my brother didn't recognize him at first, but he, he watched Boardwalk Empire and he knew that's where Charlie Cox was from. So now I want to see Boardwalk Empire for his scenes, but, um.
2: And we know where this all is leading, right? To the, the massive, no holds barred, Daredevil finale, maybe around season five or six, where the tree of knowledge, when they finally do <laughs> Daredevil well, yeah, I
0: so get you the every costume, time with that. The costume at the end was a little
3: reminiscent of the, uh, 90s armored costume. Well, he had to, I mean, he's gonna have some, armor. Uh, they, they do have to, like, kinda, costume. He's gonna need more than than just spandex. Um I do wanna see the, uh, I, I thought the whole thing with the, um, my man goes through Billy, goes through canes like, like nobody, I mean, he runs through alleys and just tosses them and it's just like, so homie's got a stock somewhere. <laughs> um, I think the Billy clubs will, will show up eventually. Yes, I do too. It, it's, I, right now he's got the, the two staffs that'll form a, a, he's got the smaller staff that'll form a larger staff, but, um, he uh he's no swinging no no swinging
1: yeah that, 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 not, that
3: not yeah, but yeah, I know that that was missing the um but how cool is it for Claire, the night nurse
2: when you 're an actress or an actor, and you get offered a part by Marvel. There's a potential to appear in far more than the the thing you're agreeing to appear in in the first place. Yeah. Well, like she she has a place in in a ton of Marvel productions now.
0: And what's interesting is is one could argue that she's the most famous of the people that were in this show as well.
3: Right. I would agree with that. I'm yeah, sorry, more, more so than than D'Onofrio. Yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, so I, I've heard it's interesting. I feel like there there are two characters that seem to get the most debate. Um, and it would be foggy and, and D'Onofrio was kingpin. And I would say I'm sort of, first of all, let me, let me back up and say, I think the show is one of the best cast TV shows ever. I, I think the actors make this show. I think if you, uh, every scene is so wonderfully well acted that, It just, it's, it's so different to me than almost anything else we've gotten out of Marvel, which is not to say that most of the other stuff we've gotten hasn't also been wildly entertaining, but none of this was over the top. This isn't over the, this is nuanced, powerful drama and very, very, very impressive. Um, but getting back to the two that seem to get a lot of controversy, I, 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 I didn't, I wouldn't say I was in love with Foggy as a character, um, But I think he was fine. I think he's a fine modern interpretation of what that character would have been like. Um, But the one I really can't understand is some of the consternation about D'Onofrio as Kingpin. While I will acknowledge that he's not as giant as we've come to see the Kingpin depicted in the comics, I still thought he came off as very credibly imposing. And and the the thing I think that that a lot of people took issue with was his... um, almost a uh, manic response to things. But I think that for the, that criticism is misguided because I took this season to be as much about the Kingpin's origin as it is Murdoch's. It's, I would argue that the Kingpin didn't exist until the last episode, just like daredevil didn't exist until the last episode. You know, I mean, Wilson Fisk was a rising criminal boss, but It was that moment when he gets arrested and his plans are busted up and he pulls the brake out and he steps out of that truck when he comes to terms with himself that he is who he is. Which is
3: the whole savior moment.
0: Evil badass that's going to do what he needs to do for his own volition. And he becomes the kingpin then. So all of the uncertainty and the nervousness and all that stuff I think is perfectly reasonable because he's not, he's not the kingpin we see for 99% of what we see in the comics that guy's already through this journey. He's already, he's, he's, he became the guy that we're going to, I think, see in future seasons. Um, and I, I thought that not real was the best part of the show. I, I thought his, his, his ability to convey that he was completely uncomfortable in his own skin was so amazing. I, I think that can't be, I'm not an actor, but I can't imagine it's very easy to convey in a, in a, in a recorded, in a, you know, video recorded setting on a set, that sense of, Self-loathing and, and self-doubt, and he pulled it right. off. He it felt like he was. You could feel the inner conflict, his emotional conflict within him at all times. It was incredible. And you know, D'Onofrio was a well-known method actor that that uh, that um, takes the craft very very seriously. So so he certainly had the chops to do it. But I, I thought he was the best. I, I thought he was the best <laughs> character in the film. I, I mean, not film the TV show. I thought he was <laughs> incredible. I I, I Couldn't have, I can't imagine anyone else playing the role now. No, definitely
3: not. I, I, I couldn't look away whenever he was on screen. He, he just, his, to watch his reactions to things or, or how he, his nervousness around Vanessa, his, his, um, his, well, his nervousness around the rest of the crew where he's, he's talking to Gao or Nobu or, or Leland. And it's like, you know, he's still, he, he has power but he's not quite sure how far to push it or how to flex it. And and he, he doesn't, it's almost like he's in a way he, he reminds me of Hulk at times where it's like, you know, he's going to, or, or Lenny Smalls, where it's like, you know, I'm going to pet the bunny and, and you just, are you going to hurt this guy? If you, so he, when he finds out what happens with Wesley and beats the shit out of Francis. And it's just like, he was my friend and, and now you're pummeling this dude and he looks like maybe now's not the next the best time to 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 beat this guy to death when, you know, most people would consider that being loyal. And and it, it's watching his his switch go on or off was one of the highlights for me for the whole... Time. And now, Renee is not a big D'Onofrio fan. We would watch Law & Order Criminal Intent and, you know, she's seen a few things he's been in. I, I don't know if she saw The Cell. I I don't... I know she saw Men in Black, but I mean, his you really have to pay attention to know that it's really him if if you're keyed in on things. But um, she just, I don't think she liked Wilson's personality traits or his tics as much as she dislikes D'Onofrio. So whenever he would show up I wouldn't get a groan, but it would be like, oh, alright, why can't we see more Matt? And, and it's that kind of thing with her, which is fine, but I, I was glued to the screen whenever Homeboy would show up. I mean, and, and to see his, 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 how he came to be with, with, with his mother and, and, you know, and what happens with his father and, and with keep kicking him. And it was just, man, the, the shit he went through and it, it, you do, Feel for this guy, you know. You you just if we didn't get that backstory, then you would think that he was just somebody who who needs to be stopped and and he is a bad man. But he he wasn't born bad. He wasn't. You you feel for him to a point.
2: Yes, yes, you do. But there there's a uh, uh, there should be a point where all that woe is me. Oh, well, like, like, like like you know, at least try like and the Russians head off with a car door.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: You know, I, 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 yes, you've had a bad childhood <laughs> and, and you've, you've taken care of business, but there are, you know, there were a number of paths he could have gone down.
0: Right. Lots of people have had bad childhoods. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So
2: uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't absolve him of all the, you know, the, 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 the blame and the wrongdoing in his life because he's, he's just a bad man. Yes. And but I the, think he uses the fact that his dad was a dick to be a dick to other people.
0: Yeah. I think the thing that really does set the show apart though is, is the, the, the way they play fair with, with, with both logic and physics throughout the film. Like, I keep saying film throughout the, the show. Um like, like Homeboy, I mean, Daredevil doesn't heal, like overnight. You know right. what I mean? Like he, he, he goes out and he, and he's, and he opens his wounds back up, you know? Um I mean, uh, uh, Karen has, you know, you see that she was choked out episodes later. I mean, yeah, she a neck. Yeah, you know, Uh like in the in this in the fight scene in the in the hallway where everybody raved about. um, He gets tired, like he's nope. fucking getting. The longer it goes on, the harder it is for him to do this shit, which is real. Like it's how a fight would really be. Um, When the good cop, whose name escapes me, is when they're when Matt and Foggy are talking to him towards the end of the series, and the two corrupt cops come out. You know, they give him the stink eye, like they fucking they are suspect of that. Like they're like they're not. They don't just walk past and ignore him like they don't know him. Like they 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 notice that shit. You know, it's like um, all this stuff just is is little things that I think real people in those situations would how they would react, and it's so often ignored. And frankly, I mean, look, I I enjoy Shield, I enjoy Gotham, but they're over the top. They don't play fair with with logic. They're all bigger than life characters that are um, more caricatures than than real people, and they're meant to be. They're meant to be. Over the top, um, but but this was not that. This was meant to be very subtle and and fairly grounded. I mean, yes, Matt has superpowers in a sense, but we don't really see a lot of that. I mean, we do a little bit of it when um, when in the stick episode, which is probably the best episode, I think. Um, and and we see a little bit of that when he's uh, run to parkouring across the rooftops, yeah. following that one particular car. So you get the sense of it here and there, but but you know we don't see the we don't really see him seeing things the way that we did so often in the comics, right? We don't you know, we see the one view of him when it's like everything's infrared, but we don't we don't we don't see that often in
3: the world on fire.
0: Yeah, I, I just I think it was just that that all of that was was so well thought out and well acted, um that uh and then of course the Easter eggs, I mean Gal was a badass <laughs> I mean, she takes him out with that with that punch, and then he's she's, they're like, "You going back to China?" And she's like, oh, "Somewhere much farther than that." And I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm my like, up in this piece," you know? Yeah, they're uh, setting up the Iron Fist already.
2: Yeah, well, she's well, the
0: Crane Mother. She's that's why I said to DAP. I'm like, she's yeah. the Crane Mother. I'm like, that's so cool.
3: oh well, the the, you know? the heroin packets um, had the Steel Serpent on them, and what was exactly that, the um because Captain America is the first Avenger towards the end of the when they were running out all all the trailers before the series started. Um I think one of the final trailers was actually labeled Daredevil, the first defender. So, I mean, they're, they're setting it all up.
0: Yeah. And we've got the, you know, we had the stick episode and then at the end stick is talking to stone, which introduces yep. the chase to, which introduces implies the hand. So,
3: well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Nobu mm-hmm. was dressed as one of the hand. That, that looked an awful lot. Yeah,
0: odd. right. I would assume he was, I mean, he was in a red ninja costume. So yeah. why, right? Why, why, I mean, ninja costumes aren't generally red outside well, I of the,
1: it. Yeah. Hand.
0: Um, But to, I know there was some debate by some people about who that was that Stick was, was talking about. There, I don't know why. I mean, he was, it was, it was, he was named Stone in the credits. So yeah. And know. it
3: was, it's, was it girls. was pretty much <laughs> lifted right there. from, from, from Miller's work. And I mean, that's, that's not, yeah. there's no, uh, there's really no denying that the, um,
0: and the other thing that I liked is that I thought that they did a nice job of taking moments or concepts from a lot of the seminal Daredevil runs and making them all work together. I mean, yeah. there were definitely, obviously there were definitely lots of Miller stuff in it, but, but there was some Bendis stuff. There was a, there was definitely a little bit of, uh, Brubaker stuff in there. I mean, it was, it was neat. It was, it was well done. I think they really thought it out. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm as, for as excited as I am for this series, I am, equally excited because this series was so good at what we have in store for all these upcoming series.
3: Same here. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, geez, it was incredible. I was I was impressed with uh with Batlin Jack. I didn't I mean he he wasn't a heavyweight fighter. He he was, you know, like the welterweight you'd say. I mean he wasn't it wasn't built like a brick shithouse. And we saw silk and I mean there were just there were neat little um I, I liked that the flashbacks didn't Linger out throughout the entire season. But, but you know, with, where with Arrow, every episode is like, you know, five years ago, he's on the island or he's in China and, and you know, it, and it, it it's going out throughout the entire season. Here, we had the first few episodes of the season and it, uh, it, it, it was, the, the, the one thing that they strayed from as far as the origin is that his father was the last thing he saw and, and any of the comics, any of the retellings, dad was nowhere around when, uh, when the chemicals hit him and, and he went blind. So I, I thought that was nice. It, it, it worked for, for this telling. Um, but I, I like Jack's appearance. I, I, um, and, and the relationship that, uh, that they had with, with father and son. And, and, you know, we, we got the, um, there was the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. connection when, when you saw the, the Crusher Creole poster. Um there was the, uh, there's, there's the hint about Maggie, about Mom. There's the hint about Electra because of the Greek girl that was in the Spanish class. Um they, they, they did enough where They didn't hit you over the head. If, if, if you read the comics or from, if you're familiar with the source material, then you got it and you are happy and, and, and you're stoked for what's to come. But if, if you're just watching this or you're a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan and you're watching this, there's, there's stuff that you'll be able to remember when they do introduce other things later on. You'll, you'll be able to recall what happened in this season, but it was, it was, Extremely well done. The presentation was was fantastic. I, I think everybody did a banging job as far as bringing the characters to life and and telling their story and and moving it along from from beginning to end. I mean, it was it was a pretty solid season. We 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 got an introduction. We we have another. You know, we don't. And this is this is the same. What's happening in Hell's Kitchen with when 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 Daredevil is running around rooftops? It's the same universe. Where a tree is dancing in a pot, and and I mean these mm-hmm. are things that are just that make me happy, and and you know we're we're getting just a different take, a, 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 another corner of this massive movie universe, this live action universe, and and I, um, you know, I mean when Jessica Jones, I'm I'm hoping to be. I'm, I, maybe I'm just not the biggest Kristen Ritter fan, but I mean, I don't, and I, I recently read Alias. She'll get pounded. <laughs> what? She'll get pounded. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. And, and my, my is a good looking dude and, and I'm looking forward to Luke Cage, really looking forward to Iron Fist. I, I don't know who's going to play him yet. Where, they still haven't cast him, I think, but it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with the, uh, with what we've seen so far as far as the, the Netflix series. I'm I'm excited. Big time. For real.
2: For real. And you all can get excited as well if you go to discount comic book service because you will get your favorite books and collectibles far cheaper than you're currently paying. Such as the Chrononauts trade paperback from image, four ninety nine, Valiant's Book of Death number one, a dollar ninety nine, and IDW. Godzilla in Hell, number one for $1.99. In your travels, I read something very strange. No way. Yes, this it's past so weekend. So I like you. Shocking. Uh, it's it's from our buddies at Marvel, though it's under the Marvel Max imprint. Uh-uh. Yes, it's uh, written by Chuck Austin, but it's really good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. 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 Okay, Illustrated memoryless. by Kev Walker. And let's see who's on Inks.
3: Who was one of the high? Kev Walker was definitely one of the highlights towards the end of Hickman's Avengers run. Oh yeah,
0: uh, and well, Simon. I would, I would, yeah, he was sandwiched in between some lowlights. That's for yes,
2: me. yes. S- Simon Colby inked it. Um, it's it's called the Eternal. Mm.
1: Oh no yes. Yeah, you. Yes, it's, it's
2: the Eternals, uh, uh, but really um, cherry picking the the the. Big points of, uh, Jack Kirby's creation. The Eternals are entirely beholden to the Celestials. Uh, what the Eternals do is scour the galaxy. They, uh, land upon planets and rape them of their natural resources. And while they're there, they jumpstart the evolution of the uh, indigenous peoples, much like our own history where the aliens came down and tweaked our DNA. The Eternals transform the local uh, fauna into the Deviants. Um, but it's been forbidden by the Celestials for the Eternals to reproduce. Because they are eternal, uh and should they ever decide to go against their masters, they could possibly be a real threat if their numbers are large. So what the, what the Celestials have done is they've destroyed all the Eternal women. And, uh, no reproduction among the Eternals. But in this, uh, instance, once the Eternals jumpstart the, uh, the deviants, Ikaden, which is icarus but ikadin uh feels the need to um use a device called the apple to give a, a, a particularly um, attractive female deviant some intelligence see just like in the garden of eden the apple he gave her some knowledge and uh she questions a lot of the things that the celestials have set down and because she questions it Ikaden questions it but this doesn't sit right with carassus he's another eternal but this dude is bad news all around he's a sadistic butcher he will rape uh torture deviants doesn't think twice about it he has a voracious sexual appetite like that's what the deviants have always been used for just cum buckets you know for mm-hmm. the the eternals the eternals just to have their way with them but unfortunately caden falls in love and that's where the story takes a really cool turn. Um I thought it was amazing. It's it's very graphic, it's very explicit, uh hence the max uh banner, but uh if this is one of the books you've overlooked in the past and you can get it for a decent price, I'm sure it's not going to cost you much. It's just like a 5 issue uh five or six issue limited series pick it up you you'll be pleasantly surprised i think it's one of chuck austin's i don't think it's a stretch to say it's one of chuck mm-hmm. austin's best written pieces um mm-hmm. next to war next to war machine uh but <clears throat> no it's it's really good in the art kev walker oh my god he's phenomenal yes. no paint here it's all traditional line work and it's amazing
3: that's awesome
2: really great stuff
3: Sadly, it's not available on uh, Comicsology. Oh, it's not. No, I was just—I did a search you for get copies
0: of it for like five bucks from like any of the places that sell remaindered Marvel books. Yes, like like T Fall, and I'm sure Amazon resell. Like it's it's one of those books that's always floating around the bargain bins. If you don't have it, by a Heroes app, We could get you one probably in a oh, okay. one, one bin dot.
3: Sweet.
0: All right. It's a lot a lot of fun. A lot of nudity, a lot of violence. Yeah, you know what's Vince? It's, been, it's funny you say this because I, 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 it for a book that was not really in any kind of continuity and and written by Chuck Austin. I, I will say you're right about it because it does stick with me. I as soon as you mentioned it to us this week you're reading, I remembered it completely. And I, it's been what ten years? I don't know when it came out, but I haven't read. Oh, it. Oh, it's been years. a while. Yeah,
2: yeah. I will and, get you the exact. It, it had like
0: an ion flux, almost. You like, know, it almost had like a European vibe to it. You know, like, you know uh, exactly. You know, which was cool.
2: Yeah, it came out in two thousand three. Wow,
0: there you go. Yes,
2: but don't expect Jack Kirby. It, it's right. the Eternals yeah. Yeah. in in name only, yeah. which is it, it's a nice departure, a real really well illustrated, uh, vicious departure from the, the
3: Eternals. The, the flip side of the Neil Gaiman miniseries that uh, John Romita Jr. drew. Yes. Yeah, this is not this is not that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh I'm going to pull a page from Jason's book. I'm going to mention a couple of things real quick. Uh what? First in your travels came out today, first issue, Read Injection. Uh oh, you bastard. Okay, I'm just going to tell them to read it then. It's written by Warren Ellis, it's penciled and inked by Declan Shalvey and 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 beautifully colored by Jordi Malaire. I'm just going to tell people to read it. You can go on about it, bro. I, no, that's I was going to tell. Okay. Well, then you, I'm, I'm going to now say that if you are not busy this weekend, there are at least two conventions I'm aware of that you should be checking out. Uh, one is by, is put on by our friend, personal close friend. Uh, Mr. Zachary, say this is the Appleseed Comic-Con. It is May 16th and 17th at the, uh, beautiful downtown, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana at the uh, Grand Wayne Center. Uh, You can, um, I, it, it's one of my, it's, it's a bummer that I have not attended an Appleseed and I don't think I will sadly after this year, but, um, it is a, a fantastic invention from everybody who I've ever spoken to who has said that they've been there, uh, whether they've exhibited or attended, uh, a great time is had by all this year. You actually have Jaime Hernandez, uh, attend. Basically he is, he, he's the special guest this year and, and, uh, I wish I could go you to, know, although I do know a, uh, was Jaime at Heroes last year or is it, it, I know I've, I saw the Hernandez name on, on the, uh, in the program he may have at been. Heroes. Um, but could have been the superior
2: Hernandez brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that, that's a
3: hard call. Yeah. Uh, that's a hard call. So, so go to Appleseed if you're there, if you're in the area, uh, you should definitely be checking that out. Uh, I will be at a convention uh this weekend um i will be at the uh the atlantic city boardwalk con uh which is um actually i think it's at the i believe it's at the uh, the 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 one convention boulevard I, I guess at the convention center uh this actually the main reason why i'm going uh i'll tell you in a second but the uh the tickets Are available $35 for Friday and Saturday, $33 for Sunday, or you can just get a weekend pass for $65. You'll be able to see people like, uh, uh, Stan Lee, Kevin Smith, William Shatner. Um, there's a prop making contest. There's a scavenger hunt. Artist alley or creator's alley or creator's arena, um, looks to be pretty, uh, packed with folks like Bob Layton uh Jason's personal favorite Bernard Chang you're going to have Andrew Robinson there, Sean Chan, Phil Jimenez, uh Umberto Ramos, Marvel will be there. Boom. You get to see uh you may be able to meet Harrison Wells or Caitlin Snow played by um Tom Cavanaugh or Danielle Panabaker. Greg Henry who played Grandpa Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy, he'll be there. Mm-hmm. But the main reason why I'm going and and I'm taking Renee. Renee's actually coming with me to a comic convention. Uh I will hopefully the plan is to get my fourth tattoo and Renee will be getting her first because the Ink Fusion crew will be there. So I will see Brian Stringer for the first time in what? Like two years? We last saw him in what? 2012?
1: Dang.
3: So um Stringer Not Bell will be at A C B C. It do A B do dot com is the website. Um and it's uh it it looks to be they're they're really pulling out all the stops for this. I mean they're they're uh what they have planned for the weekend looks to be pretty intense. There's a uh a cosplay event at night. So, so that's all about Jason. They're, they're going to have a ballroom going on. Uh, it's, um, there's, there's, there's a Q and A with Kevin Smith with, with, and Stan Lee. So Vince will be there. It, it looks like will oh, yeah. be under the a, table. Uh, um, it looks like it's a lot of fun. I'll, i I'm going to make the trip down on, uh, on Saturday. So there are, uh, it, we're, we're getting into, well, I mean, it, it kind of already started, but I mean, it's, it's getting warmer out and that usually means, Conventions are happening just about every weekend. So um this will be my first con of the year. And then next month Jason and I will be at uh at Heroes. And uh and yeah, so Springer I'm Stringer will be there. too. To the- Stringer will will he be at Heroes? Will he be walking around? Yes. Sweet. All right. And uh so we'll uh Jason Gonzalez and, and you should um which reminds me I need to read the uh the forced issue. Of, uh, Ooh, del Destino. So that's, uh, that should be on its way soon. The fourth issue for that book. So yeah, so I, I just kind of rippled on you a bunch it. of things. Oh, good. Yeah. No, I, I do too. I told him that I have to, um, I, I have to read it and, and, and uh, hopefully for next week. So yeah, that, that was something else that
2: I'm I'll do that. Mention. I'll do that for next so, week. You got to say yeah, it, it with a little good. bit that's of
0: team com- on that.
3: Sweet! Alright, so we'll, we will... When you say the title, you gotta be Cormorro oh, del Destino. So, La Lanzano del
1: Destino. destino. So there's,
3: there, there you go. So, uh, in your travels and conventions, and now Jason's gonna go and, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good. We had a peak there, uh, and now
2: it's leveled that's... out.
0: <laughs> Slow. Huh?
2: We had you a peak what? in the action, and then it just kind of-
3: Kinda boomed. petered.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so in your travels, a couple quick hits for you. All image. Uh, mythic number one, uh, which is a funky, funky story. I'm not, I admittedly, I'm not quite sure. I know everything that went on in the first issue. Um, but it was, uh, a hell of a ride. Uh, art by John McCrae, Uh, yeah. words by Mr. Phil Hester. Um, essentially a uh, young man is working in a store, gets attacked by some type of demon type creatures. Um, is brought into the Mythic Lore Services group, which is can't tell if it's a government group or a quasi-government group or just its own thing, but it's essentially, as best as I can tell, like Men in Black for um, mystical stuff. Like they go around essentially trying to ghost bust uh, creatures or, or or mythical entities. Uh, and keep them out of the mindset of everybody else. Um, and uh, there's some crazy, crazy uh, monsters that are being pulled out of the mind of Mr. McCray in this. So uh, if you're into monster books, which I know Vince is, you should definitely make sure you read that first one. Um, the other number one from Image that I wanted to shout out, um, aside from Injection, which David stole for me. Uh, thanks a lot. No problem, um, is Ma No problem, man. Yeah is Mantle number one. Um, and Mantle is by Ed Brisson, who uh, on on words, Mr. Brian Level on uh, pencils and inks, and then Jordan Boyd, uh, who, speaking of heroes, David and I met last year at Heroes when he was sitting next to Gabriel and Karina um, on colors. Uh, mantle is uh, essentially a, a good-for-nothing loser dude um, is imbued with a the mantle of of a, a set of superpowers, um, it's it's similar to a Green Lantern thing where, or, or the um, or like in the Valiant universe, it's 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 where when the when the like a geomancer, if 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 whoever has the powers is killed, then it, the powers seek out the next host. So this guy has been imbued with the powers, and uh, let's just say he's ill prepared to handle the powers, and his arch nemesis is hot on his heels, ready to kill him as he has killed. Hundreds of other mantles, and um, and in the first issue they set up the lore, they set up the introductory characters, which I found very interesting, um, and then they completely flip everything you think this book is going to be about on its head in the final page, uh, and and I think leave us in a place that I I'm, I'm going to find a lot more interesting than I would have in uh, in what we got in the first 21 pages if that was the status quo. So heck of a first issue, and. Um, I'm very excited about where the book is going to go because it is not where the solicits led us to think it was going to go. The solicits only tell you what happens in issue one, but issue two, we get a whole new status quo. So, uh, Mm -hmm. good times. And then for, for some of the more, it was a pretty big week for image because we got, um, we got the 19th issue of East of West, which uh, picks up, uh, after a little bit of hiatus, we also get the 14th issue of black science, which also picks up after a bit of a hiatus. So, big week, man. We also got Southern Cross number three, but I haven't read that yet, so I can't speak to it. But I will. And Same Chrononauts here. number three too. Oh, and sorry, last thing. I, I don't. I don't. No, uh, Bitch Planet number four, which came out two or three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I think. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, the the they take the idea of the um obligatory exploitation. Uh, shower scene in seemingly any type of prison flick and totally turn it on its head where it becomes a very empowering moment um, and uh, very very uh, wild stuff we're starting to really get a lot of momentum behind a few of the main characters and it's making me really want to root for them as they get ready for what is likely to be a bloodbath as they get ready to fight this battle in this sporting arena that they're being set up for but uh super, super great. Strong, strong I mean that series is off to a very strong start. I, again is it's I gotta give my tip my cap where credit is due. Kelly Sue is doing a great job with that book. So there you go. Image quick hits. Nic-
2: nicely done. Thanks. Yes. As usual, we all thank you for being here, um, some more than others. Yeah. But if you would not like to see Mr. Price cry. Hello, come in, please, 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 please come.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> Dick, please come back next week, because we love
0: you so much, and we would be lost without you.
3: Not about we, See? but okay.
0: And you, we and if would. you if you haven't gotten your New York Comic Con tickets by the time you're listening to the show, you should have luck.
3: <laughs>
0: that is what it it's seems sold like, out? right? It's I, I, well, it Friday's weird. already
3: sold out for sure. They um, I think they originally were not going to start selling them until special edition. That's what I heard. Oh, is that right? But obviously something changed oh, because that's they true, went that's on addictive. sale. Well, because uh, I think Ian and Frankie, the Dildonator, they uh, they 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 mentioned <laughs> how that was for you, bro. That was um. I, I think they were a little concerned that they were going to have to spend like half of special edition online to get tickets for, for October. But, uh, that seems to not be the case. <laughs> so the Dildinator can just enjoy special edition <laughs> and then go to New York Comic Con in October as, uh, as nature intended. Nice.
2: As always, say good night, David. Good night, David. Uh, I don't know, there was a little bit too much of a pause in there. That was because you, you,
3: you hyphenated my name. <laughs> the fuck?
0: <laughs> Good night. If, Good night. If you were from, uh, if you were from Krypton, you would be Dave
3: Ed, That's it's... Jed, yeah. David, yeah, you're
0: right. And, and far less interesting but
2: than he That Abraham. is
3: true. Well, if it's new 52, Krypton, yeah. True. But then I'd have a bitch in t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> it'd be casual Friday all the yeah, time. You <laughs> but then you'd you'd probably kill people. But then I'd be all well then I I'd, the I'd actually would be more realist. Well, no, I'm not gonna say that. Never mind. You <laughs> <You> know, more <laughs> dap.
2: If I had to pick my favorite DC time as a reader, anywhere between say eighty three to eighty nine. That's my
0: prime DC Yeah, I would that's say that's wouldn't eighty. I mean, eighty four is arguably the best comics year of all time, right? I mean, yeah.
2: yeah, but I mean, just the Shadow and uh the Question. Like, they had a lot of great books back then. Mm-hmm. Something disruptors. Yep. Well, that's
3: Mike Bailey.
1: <laughs> Uh,
3: he went on to far he better. He did. Man. He did. I enjoy. I enjoy following Mike Barron on Facebook. He's a funny Good dude. Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. Good night, Irene. iTunes reviews and shit.
0: Yeah, yes. where Twitter hits and shit, and Facebook, Facebook group Facebook likes, Facebook likes and all, all that. Rope join in. Yeah. All of it. Stitcher me. streaming.
3: Wow. Oh nice. Amazon wish list line.
2: <laughs> oh, I have to tell you that person you're following on Pinterest is not me. It's my son. Who? Who's? Am I? Really? Wait. Yes. Oh, I'm not on. I never go to Pinterest. I don't either. And I get, I'm getting these emails. Hey, somebody's following you on Pinterest. I said, I don't even have a Pinterest account. Well, my son has an account, and he's using
0: my email. And he loves to give those fortune cookies out on Facebooks. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Little bastard. (laughs) He's
2: so funny. Bye. Please.
0: Later. Good job.